podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed plot spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning the podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your tampon. You have been warned. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the Welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast. Presented by RMJ Media. Welcome back to the Movie Pit Podcast. This is your host, Ryan. Joined as always, Seth. What up, y'all? And once again, Jesse. I'm back. This week, we're sitting down to discuss 2013's Evil Dead. But before we do that, take a few, go around the room, and talk about what we've been seeing. Seth? (laughs) All right, I watched... um... The I think it's 2010 Night of the Demons. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, the demons were a lot different. It was I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't hate it. it didn't what did suck. you think of the look of Angela? <clears throat> Man, she aged a minute, dude. She uh, I hate that fucking demon design. With the fucking horns and shit. Um, okay. And yeah, you the, recognize who played her, right? Um, yeah, there was two chicks that were familiar. And the one I recognized after she bent over, and then the other one <laughs> I recognized from I believe the other film. Right? She was just all she just aged a bunch, right? Isn't she in the first one? No. No, no, no. She probably was maybe ten, eleven when that movie was made. Angela in the remake was played by Shannon Elizabeth, who played fucking Nadia in American Pie. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, I just kind of put my finger in it. I was so close. Playing her. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't fucking Edward Furlong look junkied the fuck out in that movie? Yeah. Like he's gone downhill so much since the days he played John fucking Connor. He looks like fucking trash in that movie. Yeah, if it wasn't for his voice, I almost wasn't 100% sure it was him. Most people don't, because it looks like Edward Furlong has eaten Edward Furlong. Yeah, <laughs> I he's been drinking. That's what it looks oh, like. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, he's got the fat drunk fit, like the fat alcohol face. You could just tell. Oh, he's bloated. Yeah. yeah. And he was, like, I think at that time he was still doing fucking heroin and shit like that. He looked like he was doing heroin, yeah. but I wanted to give him the benefit of the time. Oh, he very much was. <laughs> that was around the time that he got busted for freeing a bunch of fucking crabs at a fucking Asian market and shit. He sounds um, fun. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still being chased. But overall, what'd you think of that movie? Um, I didn't mind it, man. It was, it was an enjoyable remake. The nipple, the putting the fucking lipstick I in the told nipple you, right? and her putting it out. She, pulling I don't, it out her twat. Yeah, I don't remember if she pulled it out of her pussy or if yes, she, she just, does. Uh, like, it's a little purse. And then the dude, they was, so the humor in it was wonderful, right? I oh, laughed, I laughed many a times in the film, but he's all like, something's wrong with Angela, or who, uh, was Angela? Was yeah. that, something's wrong with Angela, why? No, she, 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 she 
pulled her lip. Oh, she that put her lipstick into her pussy. That one's not Angela. <laughs> oh. Who did that? And uh, she's like, well, maybe she's a magician or something. I feel like it was just like this weak ass line. Yeah. Just like, wait, what? You, mean, I don't know. you gotta put the lipstick on the lips, right? <laughs> they, yeah. And this time, instead of her going out inwards, she went in out. <laughs> she was having a rainbow party. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was one of those rare gems uh, I got to see on the big screen at the film festivals. Okay. That was, that was interesting to see. <clears throat> um, been watching the new Witcher. Okay. And I don't know. It is. It's. It is what it is. I feel like I really, really like the first season way more than the two and the third, or the second and the third, um, or so far what I've seen from the third. Um, but it, you know, the progression of the characters is all right. Their powers and shit, and the stories coming together. The special effects were so tight in that fucking show. That's why I really like it. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I can I've, honestly say I've never watched a single episode. I yeah. don't even know what it's about. Um, is it about a witch? It was a book. <laughs> it was a book first, then they turned it into a video game, and now it's a TV show. Yeah, I knew it was a video game. But... <clears throat> they like do these people who play video games are way of just being like, "It used to be a video game." <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but that's why I said it was a book first. Uh, like I don't pay attention to this stuff. I just, like I have my group of friends who like their video games, and every time like they made a big TV show off this video game. I'm like, yeah, cool. And honestly, right. lately it's been a it's been a hit. I mean, Last of Us was like triumph. Like Last of Us has been fucking badass. I've I've enjoyed the fight, and that was a game first uh, made by Naughty Dog, the fuckers that did Crash Bandicoot. Yep. They should make a TV show off Crash Bandicoot. Uh, you know CGI is good enough now. They could. That was one of the best one. games growing up, and just yeah, like, it was one of the hardest fucking games. It died with we my childhood. The fuck out of that game. I played. That was the first game I think I ever played on a PS One. Yeah, because it came with my PS One. That was a hard game. Yeah, and nothing. It kind of died with my childhood. I haven't seen it since. They, uh, you can buy them on modern day consoles. They've got a, a newer yeah, Crash Bandicoot game. Made sequels. Mm-hmm. New incarnations Current, of it. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What the fuck did I else did I watch? A lot of space shit. Um, you've watched a lot of space shit. Yeah, shit about that space. That sounds entertaining. Yeah, it is. There's this like thing. I think it's called the void. Just this chunk of space that that new telescope took a picture of. And it's wouldn't crazy. the void be where the space shit comes out of? Uh, I or the, maybe they call it the great abyss or the great. Something, right? There's just essentially what it is is they took a picture of space, right? And there's a billion fucking stars around, or you know, the actually, actually these aren't stars, these are other galaxies. And so they're looking out of them, but just like right here in the trunk, there's just only a couple, right? Where there should be a jillion, there's not. And so they've got this theory that it's like a like a level three civilization where they have the ability to fucking harness other galaxies that are surrounding them for their own benefit okay and so they believe that it's possible that that could be that case which is fucking awesome right if we're able to see that um yeah but how far is it uh what do you mean the the web the 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 star cluster or whatever oh i mean it's they're able to see to almost 
they were able to see to the Big Bang or just about to when it happened, but you can't see before because there's no light there. No, I know. I mean but, the civilization. Um, oh, who, um, dude. So the, they believe that the universe is 13.8 billion years old, but they're finding galaxies that are like older than ours, but they're newer or like they're further away or closer away. Anyways, there's these anomalies that they're finding that is proving, woo, there it goes. That our universe is a lot, or it's possible our universe is a lot older than it true that we thought it to believe previously. Yeah, that this chair. chair is a black hole. Yeah, man, it's, it's <laughs> dude. Chris did a number on that fucker. I'm proud of him. He, I was so proud of how. I mean, I, I should use bigger fucking. I don't Sorry, know. folks. There's a a chair over here that just does what it wants. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to make a metal frame. But at least the fucking mic stand was still dope. I mean, it's clever, I think, if, it's, if it works well. Um, yeah, I think it'll work. Is it, is it uncomfortable? No, it's good, just not when you're falling backwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you um, know, space is cool, but not when you experience it. You're yeah. like, a weightlessness. You were blasting <laughs> off, yeah. <laughs> you were just so enthralled. You're like, I'm in space. You think being weightless is just that feeling of just like, there's nothing underneath me. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> like, can I... Propel myself with my. It just ass. never ends though, and you're just constantly like, "Am I falling? <laughs> Where am I going? Am I on a roller coaster?" Um, but other than that, I, I don't can't recall anything else that I've been watching. We're playing a shit ton of Graveyard Keeper, which is this game on PC where it's, it's pretty much like um, this game called Stardew Valley. And people have heard that; they know exactly what it's like. But it's, you're essentially my job is to bodies come in with this donkey and I take the bodies and I can use them for experiments or I can bury them and I can upgrade my graveyard okay. and I've got like tasks and shit. So and it's I like do. roller coaster tag. Um, pretty much. Yeah. It's like a, you know, an upper view, um, like a bird's eye view sort of. And it's fun as shit. I've got 60 hours in that bitch already easily. And I've had it for a couple of like not much, not much time. Um, I think it's funny that you mentioned <laughs> roller coaster. I loved that fucking game. I played the hell out of those fucking games. Yeah. <laughs> All those tycoons. I yeah. remember the Dinosaur Park one. Park one. Awesome. It's just like, that. I almost have enough money, I can get a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. And then your dinosaurs would break out, and you're like, you bastards, and i got to fix my zoo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Did the dinosaurs eat people, or just terrorize them? Yeah, they terrorize. You see people running out of your zoo sometimes, you'd nice. be like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, dinosaurs broke out of there. My thing. favorite thing with, I think it was Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. I don't know if you could do it in the first one. If you had a bad ranking because you had unhappy customers, if you picked them up and dropped them in the water and let them drown, your rate, ratings went up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because there was fewer unhappy people in your park. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess that was better than kicking them out because then they complain because you kicked them out. Because yep. I played Theme Park for Sega Saturn. Yeah. Um, and that God was my... damn, the Sega Saturn. Yeah, my friend Chris, dude, he had every system. I fucking love that kid. And uh, so he got the Saturn and he got Theme Park for it. And that that game, I I fucking loved that game. So fucking... But I also played like Sim Ant, Sim Park, uh, Sim Helicopter. I played all those Sim games, oh, Sim City, yeah. you know what I mean? All of those. And they were just kind of like... I never got into SimCity. Don't, I played The Sims. Yeah, I played The Sims. That was a different kind of fucking Sims. Yeah. SimCity was fucking tight. Yeah, I played SimCity. I remember, like, elementary school, I did some... It was, like, wood class, but also some engineering. And at some point, you ran out of stuff to do. Like, oh, 
Go do a uh, city tycoon and you'll build a city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Or like at Mesa High End, like one of the fucking science classes. <laughs> you go do like <laughs> the whatever uh, sim game it was where you like grew fucking like farmland and shit like that. Crops and crap. Mm. I'm like, this is a waste of the fucking hour. Out of yeah. Um, I'd rather go back in time and play Oregon. Oh, no. oh God, yeah. I used to play RuneScape for fun. <laughs> I can't tell you how many hours I spent fishing. This is like in one night, but I spent 12 hours fishing so I could go play in Dungeons the next day. And I just think back, like, I really spent 12 hours. Well, that's just literally what I did in yeah. World of Warcraft. Grinding I'd be out there free. fucking. I'd be out I got there. nothing out of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point I besides mean, i'm a level 89 rub, 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 rub. Yeah, we put a lot of hours in these things oh fuck yeah and yeah. then looking back like my, my, like they upgraded it at some point and my character completely disappeared so i was like what was that all for yeah i'm just to have this conversation right now <laughs> <laughs> um but other than that fuck man um i I do still, t- and I don't remember if I said this last podcast, but I'm re-saying it so that way hopefully I fucking do it, is I need to finish watching the goddamn Flash. Yeah. Um, because I, I am genuinely interested in watching it. I've been watching a lot of the animated Batman. Like, I watched the Batman Ninja Turtles. I hear if you look away, it's, it's, it's finished before you know. It's just like in... <laughs> Time traveling. <laughs> you see the Flash and then he's gone. And that's why he has many girlfriends, but they don't know. Do you think he's that way in bed? Just like, yeah. Just like, yeah, this happened. It's like, that's not the only thing I'm quick at. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gone. Yeah, I kind of want to hopefully get to watch, uh, see that next weekend. Yeah, that's the goal. Um, I'm probably going to go ahead and watch the first couple episodes of Futurama just because I... I mean, I I fucking like, love Futurama. You know what I mean? It is my jam. I couldn't tell by the ink on your arms. Oh, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I love Futurama. It's it's weird. People shit on it, and it's but not everybody gets into it. But right? they and shit I get on that. the last the last one too. I remember like you remember the first time it ended, and then it came back, and I remember people shit on it. But yeah, were still okay. Not all the episodes were great, but there was still enough great episodes. This is the fourth time it's came it. back. This is the fourth time now. Yeah, season eight. Is that correct? I think I think so. Yeah. Season eight or nine. But that's just yeah. always been future. Maybe it's some nine. episodes suck, some are good. It's yeah, but I mean, people who don't even appreciate the original episodes yeah. of Futurama, that just some people can't get into it. Like some people can't get into Rick and Morty, and I get that. Not every brain runs on that frequency or something. Like they, their sense of humor is just different. Well, it's that's any show. You think though. about it. It's yeah, made by the guy who made The Simpsons, and either you Macaroni. love The Simpsons yeah. or you hate The Simpsons. Yeah. I grew or, up on The uh, Simpsons. So. Disenchanted. So yeah, people who are like, "Oh, I like Family Guy over The Simpsons." It's like, no. dude, if you like, those are two completely different monsters. Um, I cannot watch. Yeah, Family but I feel guy. like one had to influence the other. Really, oh, there Family would be guy no Family cool. Guy without the Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. And Not they even do a fucking they do a cross in the newer seasons. I feel like and too I much of Family Guy just turned into let's just make these weird, obscure or like, fart jokes. Yeah, yeah. There's it, a lot of that shit. I'm over it. It's almost like they've run out of ideas a long time ago, and they're yeah. just like, yeah. Uh, Let's, it's a cash cow at this Grasping point. Grasping at straws. Well, you know, American Dad, fucking Cleveland Show, do a bunch of spin-offs. I hate to say it, I, I kind of liked American Dad more than Family Guy. See, I watched I'm, a lot of see, American Dad, I'm actually. just the fucking opposite. I was so happy when they canceled American Dad and the Cleveland Show. They, I couldn't get into Cleveland Show. I gave it a chance. T- pissed me off. But I just, I don't know. It's it's a different humor. I even watched the Orville. 
Um, and I tried to get in that, get okay. into that, but um, because it is made by a lot of dudes that did Next Generation, and I love, you know, I love Next Gen. It's, oh, yeah, I like yeah, Deep yeah. Space Nine way more, to be honest. But Next Gen's not bad, right? I love Picard. I love all those fucks, Data, and then you got pussy ass fucking uh, Wesley. Oh, Wesley uh, Crusher. Crusher. God damn it, that fucking kid pissed me off. He was the reason I didn't watch it. And then he gets cool at the end, which is all right. But just that lead up to him getting cool was just, oh, dude. Now, I couldn't the watch it. Guy who played him, Will Whedon. Will Whedon. He's cool as fuck. Man, now. yeah, he was on an episode of. They did a podcast uh, that Nerdist did, and he was on it. And I got the fuck. Oh, he's on it. a ton of podcasts. He, he has his own podcast. He loves to talk. Oh, yeah, he never shuts the fuck up. He does not. I thought I'd talk a lot. He got me beat. <laughs> oh, by a long fucking shot. He used to have a show on. Uh, what the hell was it? It was on YouTube. Geek, uh, Geek and Sundry. The same channel that hosted like the Guild and shit like that, but his show was strictly having a group of people and coming playing board games. Oh yeah, it was entertaining as fuck because it yeah. was just fucking hilarious. Speaking of watching funny fucking people um, do board games, have you watched Harmon Quest? No. Have you heard of it? In passing, yes. So Dan Harmon, the guy that did um, the fucking community yeah yeah he did community and they did rick and morty right uh well him and a bunch of his buddies get together and they do they play fucking dungeons and dragons and then they animate it while they're doing it and it's hilarious and he gets he's got guests on different people come in some people are super educated they bring their own dice other people have no idea what the fuck they're doing but honestly the whole thing i watched it on verve which is a spin-off of crunchyroll um, Crunchyroll is an anime platform, anime, streaming platform, yeah. and, I, and I don't know if it's Verve or VRV, but I just say it's Verve, and it's free. Um, and I think I got drunk one night and I paid for it for a year or whatever, but, I mean, Harmon Quest, the first season is free. I don't know if the second, uh, they've got like four or five seasons now, right? So or, yeah, I think so. So they're, they're doing all right, um, and they're hilarious. Because um, Dan Harmon, he's fucking funny too, but... They all have their characters, and they get in a fucking character, and, you know, it's great. I'll have to check that Recommend, out. Recommend, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. That's a game I haven't played in a while. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm doing this now instead of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all games. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll pass, I'll pass the buck on to Jess, what you've been reading or watching or studying. Oh, nothing entertaining in terms of reading, but... <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much am living in numbers. Uh, I won't even say numbers. You get to a high enough math level and uh, you wish you had numbers. <laughs> yeah, they're just symbols. It's just symbols and you're just like, like, like uh, a colon is such as. And you're just expected to know that. So you're just reading in symbols. So, yeah, no, that's, it's pretty miserable. It's terrifying. Not it's, only that, each one of those symbols represents a fat-ass fucking equation or formula or some kind of... the language right. of the universe, though. Yeah, mm. It really is a beautiful thing. But yeah. uh, I did see Dust from Dawn. I love that movie. Yes. I absolutely fucking love that movie. I yes. love... I, I've been... I went, I've been going through a whole Tarantino kick for the last yeah. couple months when I get a chance. And I was just like randomly just like, I gotta watch that. And for the first time, I realized that Tarantino is the, the, the serial killer, dude. Like I didn't realize that because I've never really seen him much before. And yeah. This is the first time I've watched that movie. I'm just like, holy shit. He now if you go back and watch it, all of his movies, he puts himself in each one of his movies somewhere. 
I like that he writes himself so he gets that hot chick's foot in his mouth. Yeah, I've heard uh, he has Salma a foot Hayek. fetish. Yeah. Um, I also think, and I don't know if he does it from Dust Till Dawn, but I feel like in every movie he's in, he he has a heroic death because doesn't he get exploded in dynamite in Django? I think so. Yeah. And then, and <laughs> it's been Dust a while since I've seen that movie. Oh, Django's great. Oh yeah, I just yeah. saw that. That's one of those movies I always miss the details because I'm just so into the movie that I just miss all the other stuff. Yeah, Django's long, but it's great. It's not as long as the hateful eight, though. Yeah, that's true. But that dude that plays the dentist, the the German yeah. dude, I love him. That guy, he's probably my most favorite actor, other than the well, dude from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, dude, and Chris, he's uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh my god, that dude is tight and fucking everything he touches. Oh, he's an amazing fucking actor. He's. I was pissed off when fucking, he didn't win the Oscar for yes. Inglorious. I second that shit because. He fucking nailed that part, dude. Yeah, he's he nailed, nailed all that. He's like, I love him in in Django. He's yeah. such a good character in that movie. I feel like that's just who he is, right? I feel like they just give him a script and he just talks like he how he normally talks, and that character is really he's just a normal, yeah. chill, educated I feel like that's dude. That's most actors and actresses or actors, I guess. I like to be all called actors, but <laughs> uh, what do they identify as? Uh, I don't know, dude. Yeah. A pronoun. Just a bunch of fags, <laughs> right? From fucking. Uh, Team America, <laughs> the Film Actors Guild. <laughs> Matt Damon. Yeah, I, I will show you what it means to be a fag. <laughs> I don't know. Insert pronoun. Because like I've heard Will Ferrell in like, Will in real life is himself on screen. What you see on screen is Will Ferrell. Yeah. He's just that obnoxious character is him being himself. I've heard he's That's a guy right. that a lot of people don't like. He's I can just, well understand that. <laughs> he's probably a bit you know. same with like Jonah Hill. He plays himself. Oh yeah, I've heard he's a prick. He's oh, a, yeah. what you see in the movie is him in real life. And so then like, Vince Vaughn is probably the same way then too. No, Vince Vaughn's actually really cool. Okay. Like um, there was I don't know how many years ago it was when him and Jennifer Aniston were together. It was Thanksgiving, oh, wow. and um, him and Jennifer came to Scottsdale, one of the resorts for Thanksgiving weekend. And Thanksgiving morning, he called every guest in the hotel to wish them a happy Thanksgiving. Called every single guest in the hotel. That's, That's cool. pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, time. That's it. He's got his own personal time to do that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty rad. Is that George Clooney in uh, Dustin Down too? Yeah, his yeah. name is Seth. That was his yeah. first, uh, not his first movie. One day we'll cover his first movie. You'll get a kick out of that. Okay. Um, that was his first movie after leaving ER. Ah, oh, that explains the haircut. Yep. Because that he was a literally fucking just haircut. Busted he had down. ER. No, yeah. he had longer hair in ER, and he just said, "I don't want it anymore." <laughs> oh, towards the end, he grew it long. Yeah. Because I feel like in the beginning, at the start short of like it, that. it was fucking shaggy as hell. You go back and look at that. He had like what, crazy, like I feel really like early. He 90s. got a late start in movies. Because he's always, like, he doesn't age, but he's never looked young. His first movie. He does not age. That's that was, injury from. Like, but he's never, he's never looked young. He's looked the same, like, looked like he's been in his handsome 50s for, like, 30 oh, years. Oh, right. Yeah. The, <laughs> the first movie, yeah, the Silver Fox. Kind of like, yeah. It's like, even in Dust from Dawn, that was made in the 90s. I'm like, he still looks like he's in his 50s, but he doesn't look any older now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anything else? No. Go ahead, Ryan. I literally haven't been 
watching anything. I've been catching up on a month's worth of podcasts. <laughs> That's right. And when good. you listen to 50 podcasts a week and you miss a month, it takes a while <laughs> to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I'm done by the end of the week. That's cool. Um, I have started reading uh, Stephen King's Cujo again. Well, I haven't uh, seen that one or read that one either. The book's worth the read. The movie is good, but. So, like most Stephen King <laughs> pretty much, yeah. movies. Yeah. Par for the course. Um, Seth and I did watch a grip of fucking trailers the other day. Yeah. Um, saw the trailer for The New Exorcist. What do you think of that? Uh, I'm holding. Your breath? No, I'm not holding my breath on that one. I'm going to go in with the bar lower than the fucking ground. Just because what that. Because it's done by the same people that the that did the last three Halloween movies. No. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Enough said. That's why I'm so skeptical about that one. Well, I heard a podcast where they were talking about it, and I feel like the guy, those guys were pumped that those dudes were making those films, and I was like, no, I'm sorry. I have to disagree with, like, unfortunately, with my podcast peeps. Yeah, like, I... <laughs> I enjoyed the first two. It was just when they, what were they thinking when it came to the Halloween ends? It was just the script. It was it all of it, was but the so script was so bad. shitty. Yeah, it. Kills was pretty tight for the good chunk of it, but and we always talk, oh, especially about that it. opening fucking ki- like. Yeah, that was when escaping fuck. the house. Oh my fucking god! So the I guess okay. So let's take the hope of kills and apply it. To this exorcist. I'm going to take the hope of Halloween 2018. Because that was my favorite of that particular trilogy. Okay. They did an amazing job with that fucking movie. That's fair. What what else did we watch? You guys see the one for the Slothering or whatever that was? uh, Oh, Slother House. Slother House. Yeah. Did I send that to you? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Oh, I did I'm going to have to watch it, though. You guys want to go to the theater for that one? <laughs> I, I'm I'm still not. If it's in theater, I'd be down. I'm still not 100 percent sure if it was real or not. Like it had to be. I right. will find out. I'm pretty sure I saw it's going to be in theaters. Like I guarantee it'll be at the majestic. Yeah. But there was a ton of people that yeah. when the the first image of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, they wrote it off as a fucking scam. Like, yeah. oh, ha, 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 someone's being funny. Mm. No. <laughs> yeah. They're being funny. That's a good point, though, because, like, just as much as you can spam on social media with, like, a flyer that someone made with uh, Photoshop, you can do the same thing on YouTube with your camera. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At home. Oh, make a yeah. fucking... And then your computer. Um, That's what's so nice nowadays. If you're an aspiring filmmaker, there's no reason for you not to be out shooting content. Well, I sent you that, uh, so I actually heard that on a podcast too, is the, um, the story about, or the, the weird, the weird family of the Johnsons or whatever. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I am going to. And they said that it was fucked up. Every single person on the podcast that said that they saw it, they said it was like super fucking fucked up. Um, huh. I, yeah. I definitely will watch that before I go to bed. Then. Okay, cool. <laughs> Cause I want to know about it. I think it's only 21 minutes long. That's about the average YouTube video I watch. Yeah. Because that was the other thing I've been catching up on this week, a month long, a fucking good mythical morning. What's that? Good it's mythical a, morning. It's a YouTube show with uh, two guys, Rhett and Link. And it's it's stupid fucking humor, but it's fucking hilarious. Like, they'll do, like, 
will it taco? And they're like, blood, will it taco? And they bring out a taco shell with a chunk of fucking, like, coagulated fucking blood. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, like, as if they were bit by, like, a viper or something. And then they have other games, like, international taste tests. So, like, let's say international carnival, like, fair foods. Okay. They eat the food. There's a dartboard. There's a big board of a map in certain countries are lit up and they have to throw a dart guessing which country it comes from okay it, it's an interesting fucking show huh. and i got hooked on it fucking years shit ago seven fucking years ago and there's five episodes a week on it they literally do it every fucking week every day every day every day jesus damn so that means they must that must be their full-time gig right? oh they got their own studio in la oh they're making money oh wow yeah to go full dream yeah and they started in their basement isn't it crazy in, how just such a small little idea nowadays can oh, turn into yeah. like just this one thing that we've never heard of and we're like they own their own studio in LA. Like yeah. that's insane. And to imagine that it that's started true. with just the two of them in uh Rhett's basement in South Carolina. Yeah. That's how it fucking started. Wow. And that means they're able to afford to live and have a studio and have a full fucking crew in fucking LA. Yeah. yeah. Like they did um uh, the last episode I watched was probably about three weeks ago. Um, it was a what's the most expensive mystery box that we bought. So they bought four mystery boxes off Etsy. And so they had them all sitting there and they had four panelists and they're auctioning like, I'll pay this much, I'll pay this much. And whoever gains the most money at the, like buys it for a lower price, the lowest price from what they spent on. Okay. One of the items that they fucking was a box of fucking yarn. And this is for one episode. Seven hundred and twenty-five dollars for that box. For a box of fucking yarn. But apparently, it was really, really good yarn. <laughs> okay. I mean, unless it's like golden fucking yarn uh, made by a witch <laughs> that uh, poisoned an apple. You'd be surprised though when my mom used to fucking knit, knit fucking yarn ain't fucking cheap. Yeah. 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 I feel like if you expensive. go into any hobby, you start to realize like I don't know, you think of it you can go down a rabbit hole of just like, oh, well, fuck, you gotta get yeah. the super specialized stuff out of this, this and you're like, Whoa, all right. Yeah, I, I think I would like to agree with you as I point to the new fucking <laughs> Oh, especially in the world <laughs> of audio. You don't think too much. Oh, you're like my God. people are always like guitars are expensive. I'm like, Oh, we can get a lot more expensive. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guitars guitars drums, are just a drop in the all bucket of it, expenses. It, like you said, it goes right back to what you said. Any hobby can easily get expensive. The Disc microphone golf. that we used on, uh, like, when we shot Daunting, the microphone we used, Johnny always kept in his office, but he let us use it with his supervision. It was a $4,500 mic. The fucking, the boom? The microphone that we used. Wow. 4500 just for the microphone. I believe it. That's insane. But again, that is like studio-ass quality it, shit, it right? It was so a it very had, good mic. Yeah. I That's guarantee this the, came out the way studios did. probably have like 10k. Like, oh fuck yeah! Audio equipment. You always think you've seen into the line, and then you start hearing like the people like high up in the industry, and you're like, you pay how much for that piece of equipment? Right. Yeah. Like how how much like, more can that shit mixers, just fucking listen? It's common for the guys who are mixing down shit for like Beyonce. They're mixing probably on a five hundred thousand dollar mixer. Yeah. 
think I said uh, my dad said the or mic more. that he uses for his ham radio that he bought. It's I don't think it was an AKG, but it's the same style mic. Okay, his was over eight hundred dollars. Just for a ham ass radio. It's it's like this. You just plug it into the ham. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's just for the mic to plug. That's in. just the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Again, that's a hobby, right? How often does he fucking ham it up, right? Probably not a lot more. Yeah, he's got time. Back back in the day, not so much, even though our house looked like he fucking did. It was covered with fucking antennas. Oh. Oh, God, dude. Our that's what that is. <laughs> oh. That's so cool. Because I've seen, the, but where I played disc golf at, you know, at Emerald, mm-hmm. yeah. there's, a, there's a house that is this fucking antenna that, like, reaches Christ's ball sack. If you ever drove down... South down Gilbert Road towards Southern. You saw a house on the east side of the road with a bunch of fucking antennas. That was my house. <laughs> yeah, I probably saw that fucking house. I remember me I've and I always my, wondered what those were. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> me, and, me and my mom, uh, we were at Fiesta Mall in the start of the storm. We come back and one of my dad's makeshift ones had blown over from the fucking wind. Oh, God. It was dangling in the fucking Gilbert Road. I'm like, oh, and there I am on the poolside like an idiot in the middle of the fucking rain, pulling on a fucking antenna with lightning right over my fucking head. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the people on Gilbert Road. I'm not dealing with this fucking lightning rod in my hand. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, your problem now. <laughs> Good luck, Gilbert Road. And my mom's like, but you have to get it out before the cops are called. Let Call the fucking cops. Yeah. What? What is it? It's an act of God. <laughs> This is my safety we're talking yeah. about here. I've seen Frankenstein. Go out there and die, you ungrateful <laughs> bastard. Put on some leather gloves, you'll be fine. And her argument was, you swim when it's lightning overhead all the fucking time. I'm like, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's not smart. Yeah, well, you know, we make choices. But we're children. Be fair with the uh, all that water. You'll just be like, uh, isn't that in Green Mile how they all die quick? As long as you're in water. Yeah, goes through your body. Yeah, and that's why when he doesn't put the water on, and that dude just fucking cooks, fries. Oh my god, yeah, that's that was, a brutal fucking sequence. That was heinous. And I love when fucking Tom Hanks just forces him to look at what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was that was one of the great fucking characters in Stephen King. That was just so fucking hateable. That Percy character. Uh, oh, yeah, man. And that he, dude that played Percy? He did it fucking perfectly. Yeah, and Wild Bill. You couldn't have picked... Or, or Wild, oh, Sam Rockwell. You couldn't have picked a better fucking Wild Bill. Uh, was he Wild Bill in that, or was he Wild Bill in a different one? Thought he was Sam Rockwell was Wild Bill in Okay. It. He was the one that actually killed the kids that the guy was yeah. executed for at the end of the movie. Kills the mouse, and he's all fucking crazy. and Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, no, Percy, wasn't kills, Percy the kills the mouse. Yeah, because he stomps on it. Yeah. Oh, is that me? Whatever he says. Is that your friend? That dude was such a cunt. Yeah. Oh, Great. absolutely. He played that role perfect. And that's one thing that I learned, and that I it took me a while, unfortunately, to realize this, because like when an actor portrays a character that is written that way in such a way that you fucking hate them by the end of the film, that's how you know they killed it. Right, you don't hate you know, where you almost hate the per the actor, 
that portrays them and anything oh, I've you see I've literally them. seen video of people punching celebrities because they hate a character they that played they in played. Movie. Yeah, okay. So that's that's, that's very a real. real fucking thing. Ugh, Why poor they make actors. The <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. It was a fucking character, you dumbass, in a movie. A yeah. movie. But people are stupid. And even if I was portrayed as a real fucking character, as like, let's say Hitler, for example, <laughs> I'm not fucking Hitler. No more different than the dude that plays Jesus isn't fucking Jesus, right? Yeah, Hitler was a bastard. I heard it, he was into incest. Speaking of, uh, last, when I was editing the Army of Darkness podcast, you mentioned something about the the, the old wise man. Saying that he blamed it on the Jews and shit like that, I would, didn't. I it crossed my mind when we were recording the podcast, but I didn't say it, and it popped in my head again when I was editing. That dude in Puppet Master Three played a fucking Nazi. Oh shit! <laughs> he was a Nazi doctor in that, that movie. <laughs> so you were right, Jesse. <laughs> you could just tell you're like this guy's got hella Nazi vibes. This guy hates <laughs> Jews. <laughs> He's um, like, you know, if I if I can't beat Hollywood, might as well join him. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Keep him close. Hell, Hitler <laughs> and Satan. We also saw the new. Uh, Wait, Hollywood's ran by the Jews, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> All entertainment's ran by the Jews. Fair. Um, we saw the new. Clean space lasers. What the hell was it? Uh, Dune two trailer. Yeah, yeah. I could really care less about that one. Like the first one put me to sleep so fucking fast. Um, I like the original, the original David Lynch version. But David Lynch did Doom. Dune. Oh, Dune. Okay. Yeah, I like Doom, the video uh, game. They've done a gang of Dune movies, and they've. I'm sure David Lynch would do an interesting version of Dune. Right. (laughs) But I like the Sci-Fi Channel. Lynch would be like, you Lynch are in a video did game. Eraserhead, didn't he? Yeah. 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 He did fucking, <laughs> he did those two. He did Blue Velvet. He did tons of fucking shit. Dude. Yeah, I need to see more uh, of his films. But if you want to see an interesting version of Doom that I thought they did a decent job with was the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries. Okay. They did a decent job with that one. But the other trailer that I was so skeptical, and then when I popped up on you, because he was just running a list of upcoming trailers. The trailer for Saw 10. Yeah. They're already up to 10. Oh, my God. They're bringing Jigsaw back. How they're going to fucking die? He died in the third movie. <laughs> of, like, a disease or something, right? Of an illness? Yeah. Well, he had cancer, but he got his fucking throat cut with a fucking saw at the end of the third movie. Oh, yeah. A buzz saw. And the, the opening of part four is his autopsy. So I'm really curious to see how they're going to do this. I just hope they redeem themselves from that Chris Rock fucking spiral the, from the Book of Saw fucking movie that came out. If you ever saw that. Chris Rock was in it? He was the lead. He was in a Saw film? In a Saw film. What? He was one of the writers on it. I might have to go and watch this. You sure that wasn't meant to be a comedy? <laughs> oh, there's nothing. There's some. There's some Chris Rock isms in there, but it's not a funny movie. It's overly fucking gory. Huh? It is gory as hell. Are all the victims white dudes? Did he get to be like torture white <laughs> they men? They do kill black people in it too. Okay, all right, fair enough. They don't discriminate. Well, you know, it's just like, well, hold on. Hey man, HR is like we we got to make sure this is diversified. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm not saying Chris Rock's just like I want. I want to kill whiteies though. Oh, is it, I think it's fair to say a lot of his material uh, was about racism. Maybe yeah. not racism, but it's about the difference no, between our races. His material was racism, but it went both ways. Right. That's yeah. That's what I meant. Is the yeah. differences in the races is what. Yeah, yeah. That's what I followed up with. Yeah. Um, which uh, you know can be controversial, and the way that he explains it has always been great. Like, I, don't I mean, know. It always... I always felt like like one of my jokes, his jokes, I always think of, and it really wasn't a joke. It was kind of you know an honest joke. It was like he's talking about uh, defunding the police. He's like, yeah. honestly, you should give the cops a raise because you know what? You get what you pay for. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'm fair. like, See, that's a fair assessment. The the bit I always think of, I think it was off Bigger and Blacker is where he did the bit. He was talking about gun control. And it was like, everyone was saying, you got to get rid of the guns. You got to get rid of the guns. You got to get rid of the guns. Fuck getting rid of the guns. Get rid of the bullets. <laughs> if you don't want to get rid of the bullets, charge a thousand dollars around so that way you know there will be no innocent bystanders uh-huh. like if you find a dead body on the street and there's seven bullets in that motherfucker somebody <laughs> wanted his ass fucking dead yeah that was seven grand homie just pumped yeah in. and guess what you're not missing yeah right? yeah you uh you're pulling that trigger someone's dying i've yeah. always felt like chris rock yeah, like, yeah he, he definitely talks about racism but he's always like I don't know, he, he, he's almost like a truth com- comedian, though. Like, he's everything very, he says is very... Yeah. Yeah, he, almost like Chappelle? It's like the old Mark... Yeah, kind of like Chappelle. The old Mark Twain's uh, saying, he, he wrote once, uh, if you want to make people laugh, just tell them the truth. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah he kind of goes, he follows that. Well, fucking going, even before fucking Rock, that's kind of what uh, George Carlin did. Yeah, exactly what fucking George but, Carlin it, did. But he did it, in, he, yeah, and it was very raw, and but also kind of arty. He did it kind of, he mm-hmm. did these like poetic little like. But I thought with him, as he got fucking older, he got meaner and more fucking vile in his comedy. Yeah, um, yeah I don't think he was and racist. I feel like he has some of the, like he was. He wasn't. He racist. had this weird twang to his voice that changed when he got older, like an accent. Did you notice that? He got like a southern his, accent. That's just age. Our song is just old. Oh, no, yeah, that's... I don't know, I don't but know. Carlin was one of those dudes I've heard universally. The people who've actually seen him live and comedians, they all said, like, you've seen his hits. Carlin was legit. You went to go see him live. He was one of the greatest. He was either going to hit or he was going to miss hard. Yeah. Like, he was one of those dudes you saw in a comedy club, and he would screw up a lot. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of nights that he bombed, but... He had good material. It's just yeah. you never saw how often he bombed to get mm. there. Yeah. This oh, best was yeah. just a pick. Because the they'd all said, especially towards the end, he had a habit of just like rambling and it wasn't funny. He would just go into a really dark place and then they're just like, people would be like, ooh. Huh. Did you ever get to see him? I had tickets to see him. Oh. He died before he made it to Arizona. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's fucking rough. Yeah, I was so happy when those tickets came. The one that I still kicked myself in the ass for because I thought I'd get another chance is not buying tickets to see Rob Williams when he came there. I had tickets yeah. to that and I and missed Bob it. And Bob Saget. I have seen Bob Saget. Oh, yeah, you yeah, missed we that. Were supposed to, yeah. We had our housewarming party fell on the same night that Bob Saget was coming to town, and that I had already bought show. my tickets. 
Jesse shows up. He's like, yo, we're going to, you going to Bob Saget? And I was just like three shits to the wind. I had a billion people at my house and I was just like, man, I can't go. You know what I mean? So they went and then obviously then he fucking passes a couple years later. But yeah. <laughs> still. That's how it goes though. Like I remember seeing Norm a few years back and I was like, I can't wait to see him again. Yep. And now he's gone. He died. But comedy, what the world needs most. Yeah, that's what's sad. You know, musicians, yes. The legends that wrote the music that will never be rewritten, there'll never be another this and another thing or whatever. These are crazy tangents. We, <laughs> we have a show about movies. <laughs> well, yeah. George Carlin fits in there. He was an actor. Uh, fair, 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 that's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he helped teach the code of the road or right. whatever. Bob Saget was on Full House. Exactly. That's sure. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chris Rock. They were all in movies. Maybe not good movies, but they were in movies. <laughs> hey, Chris Rock was the shit in New Jack City. That uh, was pookie. Hey, Chris Rock apparently wrote Saw 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not Saw 10. It was the other Saw. Uh, the Spiral, the Book of Saw. Saw One of the Saw's Saw that we're seeing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know it went that far. I, uh, yeah. I gave up on Saw after like the one where she jumps in and all the needles. That was the second one. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where I stopped too, I think. I think uh, Roxy was telling me today that she stopped at the third one. Yeah. That was the last one she saw. It was the pig sequence in that movie. She's like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> She's got her limits. I get it. <laughs> uh, anything else? Or do you want to jump into the yeah, movie? Yeah, let's jump in. I'm-
Five friends, Mia, David, Eric, Olivia, and Natalie, arrive at a remote cabin in the woods to help Mia overcome her drug addiction. They plan to stay for a few days to support her detox. While exploring the cabin, they discover a hidden basement containing strange artifacts, including the Book of the Dead, wrapped in barbed wire and plastic. Eric curiously reads a passage out loud, unknowingly awaking an evil force. As night falls, strange things begin to happen. The trees outside come alive, producing ominous noises. Mia claims she saw something in the woods, but her friends dismiss her as going through withdrawal symptoms. Mia becomes increasingly disturbed, and her behavior grows erratic. She becomes possessed by the evil force, leading to disturbing and violent acts. Her friends attempt to restrain her, but are left horrified. The group becomes desperate, locking Mia in the cellar, David, her brother, is torn between protecting Mia and acknowledging the severity of her possession. The evil spreads, causing others to become possessed one by one. The group is subjected to gruesome and terrifying transformations. Olivia is injured and possessed, leading to a shocking amputation sequence. Eric is researching the Book of the Dead, realizing they must complete a ritual to seal away the evil. A violent confrontation ensues, and the possessed members attempt to stop Eric from performing the ritual. David and Natalie fight for their lives against the possessed group members. The cabin descends into chaos with gruesome violence and intense horror. David makes a heartbreaking decision to save Mia, unfortunately leading to a sacrifice that could end the curse. Eric completes the ritual, causing the evil force to be expelled from Mia's body. The group faces off against the evil force in a climactic showdown. Mia, now freed from possession, joins the fight to save her friends. The cabin becomes a battleground of chaos and terror. Using the knowledge from the Book of the Dead, the survivors manage to weaken the force. David delivers a final blow, ending the curse and seemingly saving the day. So that was basically the main premise behind 2013's Evil Dead. Um, this movie was di- written and directed by Fede Alvarez, um, who you might know from his involvement in the VHS franchise. I think he had a segment in uh, one or two of the ABCs of Death. And take this for what you will, he is the one. He didn't direct it, but he produced and wrote the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. The one, and we reviewed that last year, and this I'll just say this this was much better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh. anything was better than that fucking movie you can't yeah the, I don't think I've seen it um not seeing this I saw this in theaters and that was it so when it came out in theaters is when the fuck I saw that yeah so what 2013 2013 that's the last time I saw this what I liked um was Alvarez's he didn't remake the movie he reimagined the movie okay and um, we'll talk about something toward the end of this but there was a lot of controversy when they got announced at this movie they were doing making a movie called Evil Dead people went fucking apeshit why it's kind of like when I went apeshit when I heard Rob Zombie was touching Halloween. Don't oh, fuck. With, happy. Don't fuck with the original. <laughs> um, don't. So the fear of them fucking it up and the anger of that mm-hmm. opportunity, you know, being there. Because at the time that this movie came out, 
remakes didn't have a really good name. Yeah. They still don't. And I was going to say, they haven't really, I think, for the most of, like, Age of Time. Like, I feel like all remakes, for the most part, people hate. Yeah, because they're rarely good. The greatest (laughs) remake probably of all time was John Carpenter's The Thing. That was the greatest remake of all time. They really did that? Yeah. The original was The Thing from Another World from, like, 1952. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... I think it's the one where they're like down in Alaska, right? Or Antarctica, Antarctica yeah. yeah. But I feel like with such a, uh, I'm not trying to be an ass here, but with like a, with an, a relatively easier, I think, premise to work with, with the thing, because the monster itself and then the acting that leads up to that, I mean, I feel like that's kind of hard to fuck up. You know? Well, they could have easily done it because they went so fucking hardcore on the special effects in like the monster effects mm-hmm. if they got that wrong that movie isn't nearly as good as it was to be fair i feel like this version of evil dead actually tries to be a proper horror film though yeah that's what i love the fact for all the people the out first there two... if you're a fan like because most people's favorite one is evil dead 2 if you like that movie this is not funny this is 100 percent fucking serious yeah although yeah it's Every character in this movie is pretty hateable, so you you really oh, look yeah. forward to them and all we'll dying. That, but I've never seen a movie where I'm like, I can't wait for every single one of these people to like, die. The, the two Mel characters Eric. are like the most hateable fucking characters in this fucking film. I wanted Eric to die the moment oh. his mouth opened up. They're both cucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, hella. They cuck. both sit in the corner and watch these demons fuck their girlfriends. Yeah, dude. So dude. that leads into my first question. And they enjoy it. When they first arrive at the cabin, how do you think they handled introducing the viewers to the characters? And I think we got some of that answer, but <laughs> Seth wanted Eric to die as soon as he opened his mouth. Yeah. I wanted them all to die. As you just tell, they're just, here we go again. Our friend's addicted to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're, they're the there woods. to quote-unquote support her, but they're always saying she's just going to relapse again. Yeah, it was Hellraiser. Yeah, they're all douchebags. That's the moment. Fair. The, the moment that I saw the filter, the moment I saw the introduction of the characters, the moment that I looked at her and realized that she was a druggie and what it was about to. I again, I haven't seen this since 2013, and I was wasted. So, like, my memory of anything about this film is the only thing I remember is the face scene, right? Because everybody, oh, in the hand scene when she rips that fucking thing off, yeah. right? So, but those two things out on my hand, in my mind from then in my state. So everything else. This is I was watching this movie all over again for the first fucking time, right? So I that's fair. Uh, so being having uh, I saw that's just I couldn't I couldn't fucking stop thinking Hellraiser, dude. It was, there is a lot of similarities. Um, I got I saw some Sawbot. Well, we're not we're not talking about this well, right now. We're like, talking about characters. Hellraiser. It's been a while since I've seen that, but don't doesn't he just basically go after people who are just pieces of shit? I think she's he's talking. <laughs> sorry for calling you. She he's talking <laughs> about the remake. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, you didn't see the remake with us. No. Oh, it's great. So like, you can jump right into it yeah, if you don't know shit was, about Hellraiser yeah. and love it. So yeah. I've seen the old Hellraisers. Hell yeah, it's not. Good. That's why I was like, yeah. I, it's been a while though, and I seem to recall you just really went after shitty people. Now, uh, also, like, yeah, a lot of hateable fucking characters in this, and even when they finally introduce us to Mia, she's still like, she's not a very likable character. But I think all the characters have a good dynamic with each other. They yes. play well off each other. Well, you attract what you are. 
That is fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, they're still there for her, but it was still like a chore. They're just like, this bitch is going to relapse. <laughs> she but, ain't seen shit in the woods. But She's okay, just being no, hey, but at the same time, here we are again. A movie that is on the fucking topic of addiction. Yeah, and now I didn't we're think about a, that when we did it. Now we're in a situation where this chick, all of their friends are concerned in such a fucking way that they're like, we're going to lock you in a fucking cabin until your ass gets sober, right? This hard, tough love friendship is clearly uh, give, shown here in this movie. And then unfortunately, everybody just gets possessed by fucking demons and dies. But that's kind of like, like what drugs I, do to you. But like I said earlier, <laughs> though, is it really support? Yeah, they're going to be there for her. We're not going to let her leave. But they flat out say all she's going to do is relapse again. But are they wrong? I mean, you don't know that. They don't know that. How many times did she relapse and OD'd? It sounded like more she than OD'd once. She OD'd one time. It felt like more than and once. And died. Uh, yeah, but I feel like it's possible she could OD'd prior to that. I can't survive another OD feels when that line was thrown out there. To me, that felt more like there was more than one. Yeah, they but again, like they're pretty they, much over her. Yeah. Now, I will say this. But they were still giving her one last shot, right? Let's give you this fucking try. But we're going to force you to sober up. My up. one, like, downfall, like, one thing I don't like about this opening sequence is I like the premise of they're taking her out there to sober her up, detox her, all this shit. Okay. That was the worst. She was a great actress, but the worst actress to cast is a fucking heroin addict. She did not look like she ever stuck a needle in her arm. She could be doing uh, again. It was no, powder. you saw that crap. That was fucking what you shoot into your arm. That wasn't tar. You don't smoke. Yeah, that. she yeah. was. She looked healthy. <coughs> She's the healthiest looking heroin addict. Right. <coughs> I didn't like her brother though. I didn't. I thought for sure he was the weakest character in this movie. And what was up with his girlfriend showing up in a party dress to a middle of the fucking woods? Every woman was wearing a dress, by the way. And by the way, who brings your girl, uh, your girlfriend? To your sister's detox intervention. Unless they're close. She'd he, never met her. So he was a douchebag, though. Oh, yeah, he was a he, She was probably douchebag. more like his emotional support animal. It's like, I don't know. I've been around people who are just like, they have that person that has to be with them all the time. Even if it's inappropriate, they just have to be there. Mm -hmm. Some people are that Maybe. way. Codependent. Her, it's called codependence. Yeah, codependence. They, yeah. they can't be by themselves ever, especially in a hard situation. So it's right. like, oh, this is improper. You shouldn't be here. But the emotional support character should have been the dog. And by the way, who the hell names their dog Grandpa? That's just fucking weird. Yeah, I mean... Come here, Grandpa. That's, maybe they named it that after their Grandpa. Bag. He's by far the most hateable character <laughs> I've ever seen in any movie. Like Even the when he's just like... The brother. Even when he's burning in the house, I'm like, that's too, that's too good of a death. It should have been way <laughs> yeah. more gruesome. That dude was such a tool. Fuck that guy. Yeah. So that's Mia, like at this point, Mia has dumped the drugs down the well, gave her fucking speech of sobriety. It's going through fucking deep withdrawal symptoms and shit. She's bitching about a smell in the house, and that's when they discover... She has a cellar door. But again, <laughs> right? but, but why is she the only one who could... She's not possessed yet. Remember what uh, the RN said? You're going with your withdrawals, so you're hypersensitive right now. Mm, so smell. 
But again, we all saw how much of a gap they let light come through those boards, and I feel like there's as many dead ass fucking rabbits was in that basement. They would have smelled. Those were cats. This or, this is not a cats, movie yeah. of details. Uh, this movie has a lot of like, let's put a bunch of scary dead things down in the basement and then just skip on the details. But do yeah. no, but when it comes to the special effects, they did not skip on those details. No. The but writing I mean, details. The storyline is just but, yeah. There's a lot in the storyline. We did a couple things, and we'll talk about them when we get to them. But <laughs> yeah, there's um, a lot in the storyline. It's just like that's kind of contradictory. And no, you mentioned it here. when they go down into the basement, they find a bunch of fucking dead cats hanging from the roof. If you notice during my synopsis, I completely left all that crap out. Oh, my the reason God. why I didn't mention that is because it serves no per point in the fucking movie. Well, if those that opening scene wasn't there and those cats weren't there, there would be it wouldn't change the did, outcome of the movie. Where did they find these cats? Because I spent a lot of time in the woods. Right. I spent a lot of time in the woods. You know what you don't see in the woods? A lot of cats. <laughs> Free-range cats. The cats irony. are in the city. Cats don't go out there because the no. coyotes eat the cats. Yeah, there or are owls no wild or anything. Yeah. There's like 50 cats. And like, where the hell are you finding that many cats in a cabin that is that isolated? Not. We didn't see the cat farm that was on the other side of the hill. And also the irony is there wasn't a live cat that he uh, was startled by in the window. So did mm. they bring these cats in with, from the city? <coughs> they had like to have. Sacrifice. Uh, We're gonna go into. I yeah, know. like I don't even know. That's what why I'm saying that whole from. scene doesn't make it, like serves no purpose because they don't even explain who they were. It was just why they add, were important to add an eerie effect. Well, and even like the they just wanted a cool opening sequence. The to whole the movie. opening. Yeah. That's I get that they're trying to show that the that chick got burnt from the previous, but there's absolutely no like anything else included into that storyline. Like, no, it could have been interesting oh, to know like, yeah, well, what happened before? With it. You didn't really explain like the book. Why is the book still there? Like if when this they go down so in important. the basement, they could have found recordings like they did in the original. Yeah, there was no recording. Why they did like the progression of what happened with that girl? Yeah, like why did they just wrap? the book in like why don't they pull a, a jumanji and bury the book and throw it in the right. ocean well, they just leave it there with barbed wire well not yeah. only that, that's gonna stop them that's not only begging that, to be open they even wrote in the fucking book burn this book yeah destroy this book don't but why didn't they book. do it they're just like we're gonna break right. into we're this cabin well we're gonna burn these people in the book but that's later yeah. in the movie. I'm going to wrap this book and just leave it right here in this cabin that someone's obviously going to come back to. Like, just throw it in the ocean, just anywhere, but you're going to leave it right there. Now, when they first pull back the fucking uh, the rug that's covering, because it's the dog that notices it, uh, would you, like, would your first instinct be to open a cellar door that is surrounded by blood? Well, my honest yes, my honest my honest answer is yes because that's that's what you do. I mean, because curiosity, we're fucking dumb humans. You open that bitch up and you get a flashlight, or you throw some glow sticks down in that bitch and you see if something attacks that flashlight or whatever uh -huh. the hell. And if nothing does, no. If you walk into a cabin after realizing it's been broken into, then you see a fucking cellar door that's surrounded by blood. You get the cops in there and let their ass go down there. <laughs> you grab that double barrel shotgun. And then they're just like, it's okay, she's just withdrawing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... The oh, also, the way that the girl that burns in the beginning, she gave me the ring vibes. 
Kind of. Even the filter that they use in this film gave me just very... I got Saw, I got Exorcist vibes in this. Exorcist, and, yes. Uh, with the pissing and all, a lot of the lines, I feel like. Yeah, they borrowed a lot from And the so my, my justification for that was like, okay, look at Sam Raimi's influences when he was probably making his films. Now, granted, he's a goofy, you know, slapstick guy, but what films were out when he was making movies to inspire him? And I imagine the original Exorcist was probably one that did that, right? Yeah, but <clears throat> Exorcist came However, out about six years before he shot the short. Um, Exorcist came out six years before he made the short. Yeah. So then it's fair, to, fair to say that it was an influence. Maybe. Possession? Possession, yes, but... Okay. They're too complete. So then that like, means... This one is definitely a nod to fucking The Exorcist. Yes, it felt that way. This one for sure. The yeah, original... Okay. So then that's just Fetty, right? That's, that's just direct... Fetty, however. Okay, so now that makes more sense. Um, Yeah. Just because it was just like, mm, I don't know. And then I also, yeah, uh, Ring Hellraiser saw when she's going through the, I guess we'll get there. I got, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. I feel like we've got to. Uh, down in the, what did you think of the atmosphere, the way they shot the first time they entered the cellar? They did a good job with lighting. I feel like they manipulated a lot yeah, of light. Yeah, it was and dark, but it wasn't so dark that like you're, straining to see what the hell is there right they had everything well this could be a really weird term to say very well not lit yeah they they did a good job with light and absence of light mm. you know like the lack of um and also the darks were darks like it, yeah oh yeah fucking, hey um, how did they burn that chick in the basement in an old cabin with old wood that should have caught on fire no, the demon protected everything else except. Like, or no, the, the demon the was being The beam burnt. was stolen, but like. And why would you push on the beam if you can tell it? That's like a main supporting beam, and you're in the basement and you're pushing on this bitch. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had <laughs> side, side rant. It's good because I'm still thinking of this. Like, they show the beam, a main supporting beam burnt from where they burnt the demon before, but like the roof's. A okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever lit a fire, but like your roof's not going to be. Flames go up, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you douse something in gasoline, that room's going to light yeah. up. Was that dude that played him? Uh, he was in Signs. No, that he is? was in the village. He was in the village. He was the main character of the village. Yes, I wasn't think he? so. Mm, I I've think. tried to forget that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, you you know, Shyamalan. That's pretty much any one yeah, of his fucker, dude. He wants he anything that Shyamalan Ding Dong has done. Yes, I feel like he's got this beautiful vision in his head when he creates his shit, but his execution just isn't. He what... can never get it from A to B. He's got mm -hmm. a beautiful vision in his head, then he shakes it like an etch a sketch, and away it goes. Because yeah, he can make it like, creepy, and then at some point, he just completely loses. He it. gets fatigued or something, right? Or something happens with his writing at he the gets end. Cocky. Um, Every one of his movies, he's just trying to do the same thing he did in fucking The Sixth Sense, just trying to give you an, like an amazing fucking twist. You want to give me an amazing twist? Don't put a twist at the end of your fucking movie. <laughs> That's his twist, as he no longer does twists. Yeah. Uh, uh, would, overall, before we go to the rest of the movie, yeah, sound design in this movie. That was my next question. Yeah. Professional. I, I, Next they level. did a it was great good. fucking job. They threw money at special effects, including sound. Yeah, no, the sound and special effects, it looks like 
like you want to go whisp- see a horror movie? Go see that. All the like whispering voices in the woods, in the wind, and everything. When you see so the Necronomicon, nice. you can hear it say, Necronomicon. Yeah. It was so And then tight. you also can hear it say, Open me. Yeah. yeah they, uh-huh. they spent <laughs> yeah, money dude. on this. Yeah. Uh, and, and spent time thinking about adding eerie, creepy shit. Just like, okay, so when we show the book, let's do like a slight this. And then like, let's do whispering. And because also, the thing. And I don't know if this, I don't know, I'm going to say it anyways. Um, what I heard about the new one mm. is that they're going back to the original where it's like the mother of the evil dead. Whereas in uh, this one, they talked about him a bunch, which is like, that's the demon god, right? Or probably payment or some other demon. Because the that image that they show of him in the Necronomicon, mm. I feel like we've I've seen that. Somewhere else, just a generic drawing of mm. darkened but, out demon. But it kind of depends yeah, on what I've seen. I um, but uh, it's in your dream. You know, something you said when we were watching it about the Necronomicon. Why didn't they put the face on it? Yeah, I'm happy they didn't put the face on it. Okay, this book actually looks like a book that is bound in human skin. Uh huh, and written in human blood. Yeah, the yeah. first one the, and the Sumerian the ori- text looked a lot better. The too. original. I love that book. It's a classic. If I ever got a had a chance to get a replica of it, I would jump on it in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. But this looked fucking realistic. Yeah. Yeah. That is the most realistic book I've seen of the bunch. That's yeah. True. Definitely. Like, <laughs> just go from the last movie that we did, Army of Darkness, the way that book looked, to this. This looks like human skin. Like it. Well, you what could if see the use, texture. You think that they maybe fucked with the idea about behind using like a stretched out human face? And been like, okay, let's see if we can make. Well, I think that's work. what was the concept but that the, they were trying to do with the original one, but it just looked like a rubber bound book. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looked like fucking Clayface uh, from Batman the animated series. Oh fuck, <laughs> that's what I yeah, saw. This one looked like something out of uh, Ed Gein's house. <laughs> Ed Gein's house, yeah. Ed Gein's, yeah. <laughs> Old Eddie Gein, but yeah, the introduction into the cellar I thought was pretty fucking tight. Now, when the over-the-top strange occurrences start happening, do you think it was done equal, better, worse than the original movie? Oh, better. This is... The strength of this movie is in the way it presented the horror side of it. I'll complain about the storyline that's weak, but the actual horror part of it, no, that was well done. Subtle, Mm. but terrifying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that, and I said this earlier, but the paralleling all of her side effects with all the shit that was about to happen, so that made it easier to introduce all of the horrific shit while she's out doing whatever she's doing. And I think that was, I thought that was actually pretty uh, dude, clever. Her, her yeah, withdrawing in the front yard and puking, looking up and seeing a person. That's yeah. just totally like, is she withdrawing or is there actually Exactly. I there? love that thing yeah. because when you're withdrawn off that crap, you do hallucinate. Yeah. Absolutely, you hallucinate. What did you guys think about the, I don't know what we call it, but the, the, demon, the, the demon in first person flying through the sky form, how it was just like a subtle bass rumble. And then right before it hits her, it got loud and like, but for the I, most part, I kind of, like, I liked that. Like it was, you know, I thought it was cool. I, mm. I was wondering how they were going to do that. Yeah. The, I think in all honesty, for the sound design of the force, 
or the evil force, this is the best one out of the four so far. The best sound design for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I dig that. I haven't seen the newest one, but... Me neither, not yet. And <clears throat> next week, though, next Saturday, we will. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, I just wanted to, the next part of the movie, uh, talk about what you thought about how they handled when Mia's starting to get possessed. The gra- like, the slow, gradual, like when, like the twitches and shit. That Again, like, that could be fucking withdrawal, like tremors and shit. Like everything is mixed, I think, so fucking well with the visuals. Kind of reminded me of that part in uh, Men in Black where the uh, alien that rope, <laughs> oh, rope yeah. dude suit gets into his suit. He's like, "Oh, that's better." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of remind me of that, like the demons just getting in the body. That's a, like, that's a very uh, good comparison. Yeah, it really very is. Good <laughs> He's trying to get comfy into his new fucking dot, you know, uh, dwelling. She's like, what's wrong? My face is slopping. <laughs> yeah. It was it was good and subtle because you were waiting for the eyes to change. And you knew that it was coming. I'm happy that how gradually they did it. Correct. And that's because you're like, okay, when is it gonna happen? Because you imagine it's gonna it's got that's how you know that they're possessed, but they just the kind of subtle growth as her kind of turning and and just still kind of herself but also not and then i also wonder what difference uh because is do we believe that she was already possessed before the wood slug thing went to her pussy no okay so no she wasn't that's where i wanted to back up to okay um when she is freaking out saying you got to take me home you got to take me home yeah pissed off at her brother because she won't um she, she takes the car on a straight fucking road. Obviously, there's no fucking female out there. One, if she looked carefully, it was herself. That was her in the middle of the fucking road. Mm. And veers the car off the road, destroying it. You get past that. Okay. When she's well, running she's away. she's withdrawing too, to be fair. Yeah. When she's running away from this woman that she saw and comes to the thorny bush area. Right here is wide open woods. You can run to your heart's content. What would make you go, that's the way I want to go. Let's oh, do yeah. all that. The thorns, that's that's the best. Now, granted, she it. stumbles into it, but just back the fuck out yeah. and go around the other way. She enjoys pain. She's huh. like, I know, but I'm just... Oh, we'll discuss so that, good. too, because I think they're, yeah. Well, maybe, but maybe that was part of the process in the book. Right, maybe fleshing this or breaking the flesh of the skin or some shit, or you know what I mean. She was kind of aerating to leave room for all the. Because remember, mm-hmm. every time the demon kept grabbing, it would go, right? So maybe those were fucking steam holes. <laughs> she was just like, all right, I got to get all aerated for the demon, <laughs> and uh, yeah. But um, once she's in there and she starts getting fucking strapped up, I'm just curious to know what you all think. I loved the homage to the original tree rape scene. Mm. This one, yes, is much more visual, much more fucking graphic. You know exactly where that thing's fucking going. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think it was as shocking as the original. You know, that scene remind me of aliens where the thing goes inside him. 
Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking more along the lines of Jason uh, X. Jason or X. not Jason X. Uh, Jason, Jason goes, goes to, to hell. hell, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I thought was the fucking... So I haven't seen... Yeah. Like in the fucking South Park episode where they poop out of their mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. That, But again, it was gross. They were going for gross. Oh, yeah. Well, I will definitely touch on that yeah. when we get to the um, final fight thing. I do agree, though. And I... But... Uh, Yes, I'm agreeing on both levels because I was I was questioning, did we think that the original was way tighter because when it was made, that's just like you know, no one's ever been raped by a fucking tree before. Um, but I do agree there was it was so simple that it was more gruesome, not gruesome, but just more like vile or just brutal in the original than this one was because this one was over the top. Right. But the simplicity of the tree rape scene in the first one. I think is what makes it better. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say which one is better, which one is worse. They're both fucking spectacular. Yeah. Um, what what they know. did in the original for the time, like all the reverse shots that they did to make it look oh, like she's getting wrapped up. Oh, you mean cinematically? Up. Yeah. Well, this one makes more sense to me, though, because it's yeah. like the demon thing's coming out of that and actually going to where it's mm-hmm. like the rape scene in the tree in the original seemed like she was just getting raped by a tree. Yeah. This one at least has a like. It's not the there trees. There was a reason that why the trees are holding outside. The demon's like, I need to get inside you. Yeah. Whereas the Lit- original is like, literally. oh, she's getting raped by a tree. Yeah, it was the transition. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a nice touch. Um, then when she goes back, and they finally find her, take her back to the house, and even when I saw it in fucking theaters, the scene of her pulling in the shower scene. With the scalding hot water. Yeah. That fucking hurts. And I love the effects, like the blistering on her face, the pulsating mm. blisters and shit. They they were very creative with everything and also how, like, the gas furnace gets up and, like, that thing starts cooking and whatnot. I mean, uh, attention to detail to what their special effects are going to lead up to, I think maybe is, like, where they really super excel to. Which is but. crazy because they couldn't make her look like a heroin addict. <laughs> right, but the kid. All you needed was a makeup artist. I mean, yeah, but the on, filter, Chris, the, like Kristen Bell, like made him. Was it Bell? He made himself super fat for that one movie, American. Oh, uh, American Hustle. And then he gets really skinny for another. Like it's possible you're you're an actor, like fucking lose weight, and then makeup team and make her have scars on her arm and shit. Make it look like she's that's like, true. If they were being like. Where 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 are all effects. the little like dots on her arm? That's on what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe she maybe she was she snorted. Come on, it. dude. We live in America. Like we know what heroin addicts look like. They're on every street corner. Yeah, <laughs> they're hard to get away from. Do you think? Yeah. The, okay, well, the girl from Hellraiser did she look drug addicty? But she was doing. Oh uh, no, she was sober. But she was drinking a little bit. But yeah, but. Yeah, she had that fucking look to her. It's like attention to details when it came to the horror and then just like, ah, let's just get to the horror part. I think the filter helped add, make her look like a fucking heroin. I mean, I'm, I've seen enough druggies that I was like, okay, this girl's obviously a recovering addict and now we're about to watch her fucking get rid of her drugs. Like, that's that was my impression that I got from her. Just not heroin. As soon as she came in. Drugs, so you're right. Uh, like, okay, if that's you're fair. ODing on but heroin, how long has you're she been built clean like for? a stick. She was just mm-hmm. in the hospital because she fucking died, so she had to be clean, right? So if she, she had a sack of heroin in her pocket. There's no way she was clean if she had heroin on her. <laughs> and if she just Maybe got was, out of the hospital from an OD, she should be built like a stick. People I know. Okay, we're gonna discharge that. you now. Here's your baggie of heroin. 
Yeah, it's America. <laughs> she should be skinny as shit. You don't gain weight that quick as a heroin addict. Oh, you hell no. kicked it. No. No, she went on the intervention. Also, I think the blonde chick wasn't originally American. It sounded like she was trying to hide an accent. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Because it said New Zealand. Did you see that in the credits? They shot the movie in New Zealand. Okay. So sometimes it's not a bad idea to hire locally. You hire locally, you find a chick. I I think the only people that they hired from New Zealand was in the opening scene. Uh, And the truck driver at the end of the movie. Oh. Those were the ones that they didn't fly over. Because if you think about it, there's four people in the opening scene, five in the main part of the movie, and the guy that shows up at the end. There's a there's ten people, ten characters in this entire movie. Unless you count him, he's like a character, but he doesn't have its other bodies. Him being the demon. Yeah. I don't count that because it was played by the same actor. You sure that's his pronoun? Yeah, maybe that's, true, that's why technically, he was so pissed if you look off. At it, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I'm a she. But the, the, I'm, a, I'm a she-man. I will you see it, your the abomination that comes. The abomination when it comes out is Mia. Yes. Uh, good point. And they keep saying, uh, that's crazy because that's just like uh, hereditary, where payment needs to be into the body of a man. It's just like the fucking, the fact that when in the fucking woods when she's getting raped and shit, it's her image that costs up the thing that possesses her. Which is... I'm gonna push this back to the end of the the podcast. Okay, I'm cool with that. uh, We'll keep following along. We're tangenting, but we've got got structure now, which is good. So, at this point, after the fucking... I loved how they shot the scene when she comes out after being fucking boiled and shit. She's standing there, and this line fucking just echoed Resident Evil to me. You're all going to die tonight. Yeah. That just echoed the Red Queen. You're all going to die down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after she says that, when they do the fucking force zoom into the door, and as soon as that damn door cracks open, she's immediately fucking screaming. Yeah. That's one of my favorite shots in this fucking movie. Yeah. One of my favorite shots. And the one that you commented on. Oh, the overhead God. shot with the book and everything. The book, the shotgun, the shotgun shells. Yeah, that's a beautifully composed shotgun. So they were they they were having fun, man. Oh yeah, they were being artsy. You can't say like I would have loved to uh, side tangent. I would have loved to have seen what that Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie could have been oh. had Fetty Alvarez been behind the camera on it. So what did he do? Just produce he just it? wrote it and produced it. Oh, okay. Like, I think his writing was a little weak on that one, but I, I think he would have shot the movie way fucking better. Oh, yeah, man. That bus scene could have been way more next level. That was the with, closest with thing this. I could think that looked like a Fetty Alvarez mm-hmm. movie was that bus scene, but that's three minutes in a fucking 90-minute movie. And it's the only part we like. <laughs> yes, because that's where everybody fucking dies. You know, that probably was him. He just jumped. He's like, hey. It's very possible. I don't know who shot that scene. He's like, let me get this scene. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, I'm going to piss off. Hold my beer. (laughs) Shit's about to get fucking He's probably behind the scenes like, no, like, you know, fuck it. Let me just do this real quick. Like this. That's very true because there was like, now that I think about that, there was no main characters in that scene besides Leatherface. 
So that very well could have been a second unit. Yeah, they could have been like, all right. Very much could have been a second unit step on. Oh, you know what? Also, I'm going to give uh, credit to where I think it's due on their cinematography is when she's climbing out of the car after she crashes. Because we're still kind of along that timeline yeah, right we're now. Still in the that thing. Um, when she gets out of that water, uh, out of when the door opens up and it's like yeah. kind of half in water and kind of half right there. To me, that added suspense because oh, I yeah. fucking like water and horror because water is such a it's such a disabling uh thing to be in you know we're not water creatures well they say it we can't live in primate but, brain yeah but even just the fear because first of all you don't know what the hell's underneath you you can't see anything that's below your fucking neck right so now you're already mm. disabled you can't feel shit the water slows you down your clothes are now heavy and you're soaking right so you're already fucked you know what I mean? Just yeah. getting into this fucking water. And mm. so I, to me, it just added suspense just kind of seeing it come out. Because I was waiting for maybe the fucking head of the bitch just to like pop up next to her. Or fucking, you know, it, whenever shots are like that, you expect them to get tugged down underwater. Something. I was expecting something, but it was good. This cuck of a man walking down there. He kind of reminded me of, uh, remember when Jerry is uh, the slug or whatever when they go through? Yeah. Kind of remind me of that. He's just a complete cuck. Yeah, well, he's a a, 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 a worm of a man. Oh, I better go down the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't kill the demon, no. I'm going to do this the right way. And then he still fucking gets all pussy at the end. when he, He's like, dude, he's just such a little cuck. Over and over and over again, he like falls for those demon's tricks. Dude, after the first time... Yeah, everybody dies. I don't give. Everybody's getting set on fire. Like it says a lot fire. about the demon when it couldn't outplay this pathetic person. I can't even call him a man. Like he's just fucking pathetic. I think I would have been. How do you get outplayed by him? <laughs> right. <laughs> I I think I would have had so much like trauma that any person that I came across, I would just set on fire. I'm like, you could be a demon. I don't know. You don't. You have no idea what I, I'm missing. A fucking hand, right? I don't know where the hell I'm at. You look kind of crazy. I'm going to set you on fire. Just give me your truck. <laughs> yeah, I was That's just how... like the whole time. I'm like, there's four dead bodies in that. And you're over here having fucking moral quandaries about what's happening in this house. Like, dude, get your shit together. Yeah. Like, I, I totally get why you weren't there for your mother's death. And couldn't. you're a fucking pussy. Like, God, you're such a cuck of a man. Yeah. Such a cuck. You just fucking yeah, hide from it. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. definitely like the most hated. Like, God, he's a horrible most person. Ha- hated character. And I read a lot of crap over and the, him, this past week. And, and himself he is as the an actor. He wasn't yeah. a good actor Among in this either. Viewers. <laughs> he was funny. by far the worst actor in oh, the movie. Oh, absolutely. Like, and I think he's supposed to be like, like the comparison to Ash. And this is who. They they go from the worst possible man yeah. possible they put in a movie. Yeah. Well, and he's even wearing blue and shit, so you think he's going to be Ash. And then, obviously, the chick at the end becomes Ash. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, we'll get to that, I guess, when we get to <laughs> We keep jumping ahead. But I like this better. And this, this is better. Because uh, you went back to when she was in the woods. I will say that two comparisons between the 1981 and this one. Mm-hmm. In the 81, every time they were out in the woods, yeah, there was fog in the background, fog in the background. But you could tell that they were being lit by huge fucking lights. Then anything in the background that the lights weren't hitting was pitch fucking black. I loved how everything was fucking foggy in the background. You can see 
way into the fucking distance. It's still foggy, but you can still see trees through the fog in the mm-hmm. background. And that just goes with the budget that they had. Yeah. And we will get to that at the end. It might really fucking surprise We can you. buy four more lights. <laughs> so that, they had to have a hell of a lot more than four more lights. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Well, even, and the, the cool thing about the fog is it adds mystery. It's oh, almost yeah. like in the shower scene when she's coming out and it's all steamy. It, there's mystery there. Straight, you know, even you're just like, okay, what the fuck are we about to see come out of this? Like you were saying, like the early part of the movie, we, it, the tinting and everything reminded you of this, reminded you of that. Movie. Yeah, I never saw like any of that. Now, whenever they were out in the woods and it was fucking that way, all I saw was the mist. Okay, it very much had that feel to it. You don't that, see the dark filter though, the grimy filter in this film. It doesn't, like you said the ring, the ring uses a blue filter. This movie wasn't blue. No, when I said ring, I mean uh, the way that she's got long ass hair and it's like in her face. And then even when she like crawls out of that pit, that was all very ringy to me. They might have used some filter on it, but I don't think it was a color change. No, no, I mean, so, okay, let's, let me clarify. The whole film, regardless of what character was in scene or whatever, anything at all, I, the whole film was filmed originally with just some kind of grainy, darker filter. That's what adds the horrorness. Well, to yeah, because this was one of the last movies I believe that was actually shot on film, and film's gonna have grain. <sighs> okay, it just You're, looked darker. It yeah. just felt, and maybe that's the lighting we're talking about, right? Oh, I, I feel like in post they added some darker ass filter or something. Oh, they very possibly could have done some post processing. It adds like this, like horrific, like hoary mysticism. So, how do you feel about how they got Mia into the cellar in this version as opposed to the original? Well, she's just kind of thrown in there, and that's kind of fucking rough. I'm like, this is your friend. I don't care if she's going fucking psycho at the moment. I'm, you don't know she's possessed yet. You just chucked her down in the fucking basement. Oh, and that kind of explains why they didn't use the chains. Yeah, but she also kind of came out with that demeaning voice, and it's just like. Yeah, that's when the chains yeah. came out. Throw the bitch down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of liked it better than the original. Yeah. Who oh, doesn't oh, love oh, chucking yeah, a bitch yeah, down yeah. a... I mean, it's just like when we saw Go, you know, and that chick just gets fucking chucked. Um, oh, me and Roxy watched Machinist, and it's almost like when he's rolling that body down, at, you know, at the end, and there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, so at this point, she's down in the basement. Someone goes down to talk to her, and this is where she's full-blown. Fucking her eyes have changed. She's now fully fucking possessed. Book it back upstairs. Yeah. Every single fucking shot. Doesn't matter if it's like the iconic shot from the original where the cellar door is open and her head's fucking there, or if it's the shots from underneath her and the fucking shadows laughing and shit. Creepy as fuck, and that shot of her like yeah. grinning with her head to the side mm-hmm. that was my wallpaper on my laptop for fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> I love that fucking shot. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. The makeup they did on her was so fucking creepy. Yeah, the hair, uh, the, like the original just looked like a fucking. Party City Halloween mask. You mean for as cheap as they made that movie? Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of the charm of the original. But that's, that's true. But the I acting was next level on this but, too. Like there's so minimal prosthetics in this version. 
this easily could have been done back then. Well, maybe but I just don't think they thought about it. Well, but horror was also a new, newer genre at that point. Yeah. They were kind of still cutting edge back then. And that's where I'm thinking, like, he was wanting to go a little more, not, not I'm going to use the word, but not meaning it meanly, cartoony on the look of the Cellar Witch, um, where, again, with a lot of the lines, and obviously where I think they, the reason why they did this kind of makeup in this one is because this what, like, Fetty Alvarez loved the fucking Exorcist. Uh, Had to have been. Because okay. it was very okay. similar to the makeup of Re- Regan, yes. Reagan in that movie. The, yes. Okay. And that, like I said, okay. they could easily have done that in 1981, even on a minimal budget that they had. But also, I don't think that the lighting... The lighting wouldn't have made it look as then good. Because they I'm were just fucking some, shining fucking Something in post, it. man. There's something they did in post to make the lighting to make these fucking characters look this way, bro. They had Maybe. to have. Because... Again, it's been a long time since I've watched saying, the behind the scenes. If, if Fetty Alvarez would have been, if if they were able to do the lighting and, and the scene, and unless they've got some kind of special makeup that makes them look, because it was just contacts and then makeup and yeah. then and then lighting. That's those the are the on, three like, basic shit to make that scene look so tight. The, the whole only film, effects used on this movie that weren't practical effects were the fire effects. You, there was CGI in this. The fire effects. That's it. Uh, the know, fire effects. That's it. There is no other CG effect in this movie. But see, this felt like almost like, well, minus the actors, and more of like an eight style movie. Whereas I feel like the original Evil Dead was just meant to be like a B, a makeshift movie. Yeah, like this. Well, I agree with that. This was a. I think they were trying to go down the direction. This was a B. Like, let's make the cheapest looking horror movie. This we movie can was make. a B movie made on an A. A movie budget. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they had the money to make their B movie look a little better. But you look how simple, like you said, the simplicity, simplicity of the story. And yeah, I agree. The story is not the greatest. But if you go back to the original, the story in that one's not the greatest either. So the two of those are equal in my book. Yeah. But <clears throat> I, like, I really want to see this movie through your eyes what you're seeing with this effect and everything okay maybe what i'll do is i'm gonna find some images of some films just some other films just to show you that there's a there it's it's color it's color it's darkness it's all darkness and maybe it's just lighting but i swear to fuck on everything you take a side-by-side still of like a horror film this horror film and then maybe a different horror film and there's you're gonna see a different color contrast and again, it's I don't know if it's lighting or if it's a filter yeah. or if it's a mixture of all, but there there is a darkness to this film, and maybe I say that about all the movies, but I I see I see fucking filters or graininess or something. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Before they throw her in the cellar, literally right before they, throw, when she pukes on Olivia's face. Yes. That is the most vile fucking thing I've ever seen on the big fucking screen. Yeah, and like, I think we even commented it was chunky. Oh, it, it's oh, all yeah. in her fucking hair. <laughs> it looked like after uh, they put her in the basement. You ever bought like those cans of chunky, those like diced tomatoes? It yes. looked like it looked fucking just like pig that. brains. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got like because it was very slimy too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it's like a ten-year-old can of 
diced tomatoes that, that pink- was slightly left open so it almost had like an okra kind of <laughs> sliminess to it yeah i i pictured kind of like a bloody slimy version of the lake of slime in ghostbusters it, that's exactly what it fucking looked like exactly what it fucking yeah. looked like mm-hmm. or what, what um neo climbs out of when he leaves the matrix and he's in that fucking his little pod mm-hmm. and he climbs out of it it was like you that know what shit it looks too. like those little things of fucking slime used to get from the fucking um, twenty-five cent units. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. It's what you look like when you're hungover in Vegas and think a Bloody Mary is gonna be a good idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> funny story about that scene: the actress who played Mia, after they shot that scene, they could not move on for an hour and a half because she would not stop crying because she felt so bad for doing that to her to the other girl yeah. because. They literally had tubes around, and they were like, they were dousing this bitch to the yes. point where she couldn't fucking breathe. Yeah, that I to me, I and think they that, did it fucking twenty five times. <laughs> damn, twenty five takes on that yeah, just to get the right so they can get it from every angle. Oh, <laughs> dude, that poor woman. But imagine twenty five times after take one, okay, take her back to makeup and wardrobe, clean her up, redo her hair. Come back out. Okay, take her back to makeup and wardrobe. <laughs> Dude, every again. fucking time they had to fucking clean her up and get her That's a new a wardrobe. That's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> that to me also felt like it was a shout out to the original Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Any blast blood. Yeah. And I like the difference in this one because like the, the vomiting on the face in this one that obviously tr- possesses Olivia. Mm-hmm. I love how they handle the possessions in this one, the transfer of the evil. Mm-hmm. It's not just, well, I stab you, now you're dead, or now you're fucking possessed or some shit, or just, just randomly out of the blue becoming possessed like they did in the first two. Um, there was a catalyst to each person who got possessed. Yes. I also wonder why in Demon Possession... Or maybe it's just in this one, but I feel like there's this weird parallel between zombies and demons. And when you're yeah. a zo- when you're a demon spirit and you possess a brand new ass body, granted that's going to wear the body out considerably. But why mentally are they all zombie? Because like this isn't de- this isn't zombies. This is demons, right? Yeah. When they change and they go over, they're getting possessed, but they should still be full functioning fucking humans right they i don't that's what i don't get why you got to be all slow in zombie status when they're all creeping from the back you know dragging the machete or whatever the fuck it's they're demons it's, they should be powerful motherfuckers yeah you, they should inhibit that body and then give it superhuman strength and demon like abilities the demon at go. the end with mia where she's just flying across the room that's how they all should have been it's just these terrifying demons yeah. that can just fly across so the they room. do it to add terror okay my devil's advocate here yeah 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 i'm gonna the reason why the one at the end, in my opinion, is because that was a pure demon. The reason why the humans is the same reason why I think like the Romero zombies are my favorite zombies, the slow-moving, creaky <clears throat> zombies, mm. is because even though the demons can move fleet of foot, <coughs> you just inhabit the dead body. You're not... It's not the demon that you're seeing. What you're seeing is the human body. The black and chick wasn't dead when she got possessed. 
And she was that's all, what I'm saying. Oh, it, it, you're she right. slowly yes. kills her. It slowly okay. kills her. And going into that one, I love that scene in the bathroom. Oh yeah, like when she's opening the fucking mirror. And first time I saw it in the theaters, I was expecting when that mirror could. You know, you're expecting a jump scare every time. But I was expecting to see Mia behind her. Okay. In the theater. And I loved the reveal, the slow reveal, because it wasn't really a jump scare. Right. We see what's behind her before she sees what's behind her. And when you see that face, you're like, oh, we know what's coming next. (laughs) You immediately know what's coming next. And when fucking Eric walks into that fucking bathroom, just the sound effects, that's slicing that you hear the cutting that you hear is so fucking gruesome it's fast and yeah. rigorous and like visceral like just yeah. just chunky sounded like sloppy masturbation Dude. <laughs> <laughs> masturbating with yeah. a knife yeah and like face off spaghetti that's all I just but like, I, like again i love the fact that they didn't like go fucking cg with that that was 100 percent practical makeup yeah and, that was good in 2013, majority of these movies were, eh, we can do that in post. We can do that in post. Right, we have the budget for it. Yeah. And this movie definitely had the budget. They could have done it in post. Yeah. But I love the fact that Fetty fought for fucking practical. He wanted everything done in camera. Well, he's old school, isn't he? He was a young pup when he made this movie. Uh, he was in his mid-20s. Oh, I thought Fetty had been around for a minute. Ooh. Oh, he's relatively newer. One of his first movies was the first uh, a segment in the first VHS. That was his first main movie. Oh. Yeah, he was a new So he's guy. new and upcoming. My bad. I thought he was I was wrong. I looked season. it up. I thought he had uh, been a part of the Blair Witch crew. Mm-hmm. He had nothing to do with that. It was All another right. Alvarez. There we go. Fact checking ourselves so people don't do it for us. Well, people would fucking tell us. <laughs> Now, the first part of this movie. Spam us. Yeah. yeah, The first scene in this movie, that that doesn't matter how many times I see this movie, it physically fucking hurts me, is not Olivia stabbing Eric with the fucking piece of mirror. It's the stabbing with the syringe. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was so violent and brutal. And that was, okay, that was the second Needle to the eye. CG oh effect God. was him being the needle being pulled out. It was fifty percent C. Wasn't CG. It was a practical needle. They just kind of superimposed it to make it look like it was coming out of his eye. Okay, yeah. almost like doing it from like if we were doing it from an angle, like right yeah. here. Yeah, and the only like out. manipulation they did with the computer is moving the skin to make it look like it comes out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I like. That whole sequence, like as soon as he gets stabbed in the fucking eye the first time, I'm like, no, no, no. Because you're thinking that needle is so tiny, and those are that thing is so fucking sharp. Because I don't, don't like needles. I don't mind tattoo needles, but yeah. I hate fucking needles. Yeah. So that that scene killed me when I saw it in fucking yeah. theaters. That was pretty violent. Could you imagine, dude? Could you fucking imagine? That. And just fucking hard and crazy, just fucking coming at your face, dude. No. When David comes in and finds Eric on the ground, Olivia apparently dead on the floor. Don't you think fucking David's reaction is vastly underplayed? Like, he, oh, another day. Yeah. Let's get out of here. What the hell happened? 
He did take that situation pretty fucking very calm, fucking didn't he? well. <laughs> yeah, no, he just he just came off as just like the densest guy on earth. So, oh, dead body. Well, anyways, jeez, like, you're just you're like dense. I'm waiting for you to die so much. Yeah, you're just so fucking dense. You do not deserve like evolution needs to play its role here and just get you out of the uh-huh. gene pool as fast as possible. And speaking of those two, because now at this point in the film, Eric and David are now the main characters <laughs> you're going to be seeing throughout the rest of the movie. Yes, we know <laughs> David's a piece of shit, dense as fuck character. Yeah. But Eric, if you listen to everything, he like because he's... Obviously, the first time you see him, he's pissed as fuck at fucking David. But it has nothing to do with the reason they're there. He's pissed that David left him. That's how I always fucking took it. He was jealous that David met other people, other friends, and left him behind. Well, it sounds like David left everybody. Uh, David did leave everybody. Well, what he's saying is there's some there's backstory there that says yeah, there's some kind like of relationship. That Eric maybe, takes it way more personal. Yeah, yeah because he fucked homies. him. Yeah, or no, <laughs> yeah, like I, they used to fuck. They were broke. That's kind of where I was going with that. Yeah, I, was like, I got that very kind of weird. I did, or he was, or he is closet, or maybe they. I neg- honest, that's how I originally <laughs> took it. Was okay. that fucking Eric was secretly gay and was in love with fucking David. Hence the long hair. He was kind of feminine. He was definitely more emotional than everybody else. Jumping to the end of the movie for a little bit when he's finally like, quote unquote, dying. When Eric says, I've always loved you. I've always loved you. And then he conks out. Does he say that? Yeah. I fuck... I've always loved you, man. I've always loved you. So they came off more as a friend, though. I don't know. That's just a thing you say to friends sometimes. Uh, I tell my friends I love them, I, but especially when you think been that's the way they shit. wanted the most audiences to take it. But I would love to sit down with Fetty and, be like, and ask him his real reason. Eric was queer, it. right? He had yeah. a crush on fucking homeboy. He's like, yeah. You just look at yeah. the way Eric looks at David in some of the scenes. Yeah, but David definitely and, a dick up his ass. And the oh, first yeah. thing he says is something that like a. A fucking pissy, bitched-off girlfriend would say, you're fucking an hour and a half late. Where yep, the fuck yep, have you been? Yep. Right? And he's all pissed off. He's like, she's over You there. made oh, us wait. God damn it. Not to yes. mention, he, he unlocked the, the demons into the world by reading a book that he's like, oh, this says yes. not to do this. I'm yes. going to do it anyway. It's a Literally, the book. first page he opens up to, do not read yes. this. Do not write mm-hmm. this. It's all scratched yeah, out. And he's like, this. hmm. <laughs> Scratch? <laughs> what does this word say? It's covered yeah. in fucking barbed wire for so fuck's sake. So in one fell swoop, you've not only said it, you've also technically written it by sketching, like, etching it out like that. Now, are we blatantly saying these are all things that a, a dumbass chick would do? Yes, that's exactly what the fuck we're There's saying. There's a lot of shit in this movie dumbass chicks would do. Run a car into a, so off the fucking road. To be a dude in this case. And so, yeah, guess what? Dudes can fucking have girl brains, too. Well, what if he's trans? Uh, yeah. He just hadn't made what, the transition yet. This is 2010. This is before she got gay. Yeah, this was before the revolution. This is when happened. gay was still gay, like normal gay. He he <laughs> would have been a sheet in today's world. Yeah, that dude, man, I wanted him to die the moment he opened his mouth. I wrote down Franklin Energy the moment, and oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, "Fuck yeah, yeah. this yeah. kid!" I, I, as from soon the as moment, he showed up, because mm, both I, the male characters in this movie were just yeah. trash. They both were Franklin Energy, actually. Uh, 
Yeah. So David takes Eric into the. I love how everything takes place in the fucking woodshed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just to throw back to the. Yeah, first that's two where movies. they exchange. Well, because jobs, the woodshed so. in the originals, that's actually was their office, right? Mm. Where they would go and do shit. Yeah. Um, I love the effect that's when you see the fuck when he tools. pulls the fucking piece of mirror out of Eric. Mm-hmm. That's a good fucking effect that they use on that fucking gash. When he bleeds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Also, when she's pushing the 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 evil black muck shit out of her hand from the bite. Oh, we haven't got that. Oh, yet. my bad. That's Sorry. next. That's next. <laughs> I like. uh, I'm. I've seen footage of that scene in the woodshed. It was originally about three minutes longer. I'm glad they trimmed that down because I'm like, yeah, he's patching up his buddy. Cool. That's all we need to see. We don't need. Because they, they had a long fucking dialogue around the two of them. Which, actually, if I go back and rewatch it, it might go fit in with my that Eric's are, queer Are thing. gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're doing more in that tools um, shed. <laughs> he's a demon. <laughs> now, while they're out in the woodshed, Natalie is still in the house with a parent, dead Olivia, who appears right behind Natalie. And this is like a, I think this is the first time in any Evil Dead. No, actually, There's Army no of Darkness. There was a bite. Uh, Didn't he get bit on the shoulder, and that's when Evil Ash comes out of? Mm. He got bit by the bats. In Army of Darkness. Yeah. He gets bit by the book. I call it a bat because it's flying around like a goddamn bat. Oh, okay. And where he got bit, that's where Evil Ash comes out of. But this, I think, is the best. I love that bite effect. Mm-hmm. And then now you can talk about what you were talking about with the ooze. It was like black, sludgy. It's like if if demon shit. And then you know what's crazy too? It's almost like as if her fucking with it activated it uh, more. And when her hand gets possessed, that's when I think initially I was like, I don't remember her being Ash. But if her hands get possessed like Ash, but I love then maybe the, it's going to be her. I love that fucking nod to Evil Dead 2. We had plenty of nods to the first movie. Yeah. And then you had to throw that fucking nod in there in the fucking hand sequence. Yeah. So now the amputation scene with the fucking turkey cover. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt. That's the second scene that fucking physically hurts me. Yeah. You haven't thought about doing that on Thanksgiving? You're like, I wonder. Not on myself. I feel Watching like, it go through a turkey and you're like, I wonder what that would do to my arm. I felt... Maybe somebody else's arm. Maximum overdrive vibes on that. Did that <laughs> yeah. happen in Maximum Overdrive? It was an amputation sequence. In that. With a fucking turkey cutter? I believe so. Okay, there we go. That's what... That's where I... That's all and the when we were watching this, it, all that popped in my mind was... Uh, Idle hands. Okay. Where Devin saw was wanting to cut off his hand to free himself from the fucking possessed hand. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Seth Green's character is there trying to find stuff. He's like, gets a bagel cutter. He's like, that thing won't even cut my bagel. <laughs> and he grabs a turkey cutter and he goes, look at me, I'm Leatherface. And pulls it out. And, like, and then Devin Sawa looks at him like, well, thanks, thanks, Mitt, for fucking it up. I'm like, Plug it back in. <laughs> it's electric. <laughs> he didn't destroy the fucking turkey cover. <laughs> uh, Idle Hands is fucking fun. I saw it in uh, Now, how'd you like the the shot of when they, uh, 
Eric and David come back in the house. And Olivia's standing there as I had to do it. I feel much better now. And you just see the arm slowly fucking like... Dangling there. Yeah, and then eventually come completely off. That almost knee-jerk looked like CGI. The hanging from a strand, which I know they can totally do with special effects, but it looked like CGI. It wasn't wasn't special effects. Like when the arm comes off and now she's just standing there one-armed. Then again at the end when she becomes no arms. <laughs> yeah. She was literally just wearing green sleeves. Oh, okay. okay. And they just took it out. Because I'm saying it was too clean of a cut for yeah. it to look. Yeah. That, but that, dude, tell me that that, that was, when you realize what's happening. Gruesome. And then it just flops on the ground like that. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking That was gruesome, gruesome as fuck, She yeah. was a dense character, too. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she, how is she character. just, like, in the tool shed, and he's like, hey, run inside to go get some sugar. Okay. The only reason why <laughs> that Natalie character, in my opinion, is in this movie is to give the five the five souls that need to be taken for mm. him to read the abomination to return. Well, which was, like, kind of similar with another movie we watched that required multiple souls. Well, it's almost like Hellraiser required four, was it four or five souls to be? I can't remember. It's been so long since I watched it. And then I feel like they also do the soul thing in either um, Hereditary or As Above, so I I thought Hereditary also required a certain amount of people to die. As Above, So Below. Okay, so it's As Above, So Below. So, and it's just that whole demon thing requires sacrifices. That's probably just that whole thing that I'm just finding parallels with. Don't mind my ran- my, my rambling. I'm thinking out loud. That's what the fuck is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so all, while all this is happening, like, backtrack. There we go. Mia, when she gets ready to cut it, I love when Mia's saying, don't cut it off, cunt. Don't cut it off. Fuck you. Don't fucking cut it off. Just, I love the fucking look in that actress's fucking face. Like, she kills that fucking performance. When she goes demon and full blown, like, just more mm, menacing demon, mm-hmm. where she can't do shit, but it's she can control. It's a completely different character. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even seem like the same actress is behind that makeup. No, that was a good throwback to the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think that she is trying to use reverse psychology and does actually truly, because when she does cut her arm off all the way, she starts laughing. Like she's telling her not to cut it off because she thinks she's that a she demon. can. Yeah. She's trying to like think, oh, if you or cut it off, you're safe. Demon. Yeah. Right. You're safe if you cut your arm off. And so. I think that's a great fucking point to make because within a couple minutes, David and fucking Eric are talking again. It's like, okay, she just cut her arm off. Let's go back to our conversation. Yeah. Like fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> <dude? laughs> Yeah, maybe they really are gay. And he's just yeah. like, <laughs> right. he just so there's so much. She, on she was a cover. <laughs> oh my god, they didn't give a fuck about the chicks at all, dude. They go into the no. room that Eric, dude. Is. She's sitting there dying. He's just like, huh? Well, that's inconvenient. And what do they so do? Anyways. They both go in the room <laughs> to look at the book to discuss discuss how to solve this. <laughs> oh shit! It's like bro in the cabin. You got it, bro in the cabin was. We're good. We're good. Yeah, maybe we need to counterbalance. We can move you. I kind of like it. All right, there we go. (laughs) It keeps things interesting. (laughs) It does. Yeah, that's a jump scare. Uh, So they go into the room where Eric's been doing his research, and they discover that they have to pretty much either set 
bury Mia alive, cut her into a million pieces, or burn at the stake. Yeah, light him on fire. So after they have another brief conversation, they go back outside and shocker of shockers, Natalie is now a deadite. And this is the thing. From, I don't know, 30, 40 fucking years. Do people not know how a nail gun works? I know. You cannot fire a nail gun like that. <laughs> it always yeah. pisses me. It makes great fucking movies. Where's the air compressor? Yeah. I didn't hear. Yes. I didn't hear. Yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The it was hooked there was up none to of that. nothing. <laughs> yes. Um, it was powered by demons. That's a fucking thing we're finding in demon movies, too, is there's no rhyme or reason to the demon. Of- yes, but then how, how did, that- did the human do it? Because he shot the demon. Yeah. Uh, oh, because it still had leftover demon <laughs> juice on it. Not only that, what the fuck was up with the bitch getting possessed by walking into the... She All she did is she just walked, and then it was almost like she hit like a, a demon bubble. And once she hit that, the black chick, or the Mexican, whatever the hell she is, the doctor, the nurse chick, I think... And she hits it, and and all of a sudden she's just fucking, now she's a demon, right? Because the demon that she saw behind her had now taken her over. Okay, so that's that's all it took was like, okay. Just like when Mia got possessed, she saw herself in demon form right beforehand. So so this demon possesses you by showing you what the fuck you're going to look like as a demon, and then that happens. Yes. He foreshadows your your demon But the only one you don't get to see is what Natalie's going to look like. That's... Because I think they want the audience to believe that when the arm comes off, she's fine. Well, Natalie ends up looking like the fucking chick that uh, died at the stake. She looked like a fucking girl with fucking Down syndrome. <laughs> Until she gets the red dress on. And what was the premise of the red dress? Did we find oh, that Mia. out? That's Mia. We're talking yeah, about no, Natalie. they didn't say Oh, we're anything. talking about Natalie in my business. <laughs> yeah. Natalie is who? The blonde chick? Yeah, yeah the, the one who cut her arm off. The, the, the girlfriend that he didn't actually care about because he yeah. was trying to bang the dude. Yeah, they didn't seem like they were a happy couple by any means. So, I missed you, bro. I so missed you, So when she too. starts going fucking... Give me that this dick. is a weird Brokeback Mountain story yeah. going on here. <laughs> when she starts going fucking John Wick on these two with the fucking nail gun, as much of a dick of a dumb of a character fucking Eric is, that dude's getting his ass handed to him at this point. He is. <laughs> I will give him mad props for taking the all of the fucked up Every shit that happened. Every single so He takes and it like a And those were some long-ass fucking nails to go, like, through this part of the arm, in and out, and still have parts fucking sticking out on both sides? Give me a break. He did take it like a G, because, I mean, he didn't even really... Did he scream that much when it was... I guess he was quite a bit, but when... They that, were both screaming like little bitches. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, that nail gun shit coming... And also, why is it our first... In, if I saw a motherfucker with a crowbar above me, I don't think I'm going to put my hand... I Like, my first instinct, I think, would be to roll, right? I'd be trying to roll away. Evade. I play a lot of video games. I'm not going to put my hand up so that way you can fucking break my hand, which obviously it's better than your face. But still, now I'm disabled in my arm piece. I need this to run away. I need I need my arm to get away or try to kill yeah, you. And when she's like beating the crap out of him with that whatever pink, the fuck's pink. in her hand. Yeah. Like, I forgot about that scene. It was so ironic from the story I was telling you earlier mm. about my friend jumping from bed to bed. Oh, yes. Yeah, the fucking hand splitting, yes. which was also in something else. There's another monster that both their hands split out, and we were like, oh, we thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. What the fuck was I can't that? I which movie that was right now at the top of my head. 
I just thought it was so ironic because we were just talking about it hours before mm-hmm. we watched this and fucking then movie. The fucking hand thing. It was yeah. It'll come to me later. Because it, it does it to both its hands, and we were just like, it had to be a demon. Oh, was it Tokyo? Uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. It was one of the Hellraisers. It yes. was the remake. Um, yes. Yep. There we go. Boy, this keeps coming back to Hellraiser. But, like, but, but that just shit. goes to show that the movie world, they... They got it's very little, inner, especially yeah, the horror genre. All those little boys and girls, they have a lot of similar ideas, and they're just like, all right. They all riff off each other. I think it's fair. I think that they're a tight community that they're just like, yeah, dude, you know. So I believe it's now at this point, after all the fucking abuse he's taken, he's taken all the fucking nails out of him. This is where he professes, <laughs> I like to say, professes his love to fucking David uh-huh. and slowly fucking dies. David then goes back, reviews the fucking book, and decides, okay, we got my sister. He decides, yes, I'm going to go outside, dig the hole, bury, bury my sister. Starts with burning Olivia, so that takes care of burning one at the stake. Okay. Cuts his girlfriend up into tiny pieces. That's, that tells you just how much he loved her. And then <coughs> I just love how it comes about. How he gets fucking Mia eventually into the fucking hole. Uh, your comment is fucking hilarious <laughs> while he's burying her. And she, I love like the look when he's covering her up and Demon's trying to fuck with his head. Mm-hmm. That is creepy as fuck the way they lit that. Where you see her beneath the fucking plastic. Yeah. So fucking creepy. It didn't look real. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Did uh, and when you say my comment, are you talking about when he's trying to resuscitate her you, after and, this? Age. And they fucking so he never takes the bag off her head until after he gives up trying to resuscitate. I her. took. And not to mention, this guy's a motherfucking MacGyver to come up with a fucking. Well, I like how he yes like goes from how being you, dense to suddenly the smartest man in the but world. But no, Ryan just made the most perfect point. Okay, this dude was a, now granted it didn't work, right? I mean, she technically doesn't come back to life until he walks away and then she does her demon trickery and just gets up, right? And I have takes a, the bag off. Thing to point but, out but, but any, you watch any medical show, any medical show ever, and what do they do? The, when they put them on their back, they tilt their head backwards to give the passage airway to breathe, and then they apply fucking CPR. But if you're going to fucking defibrillate somebody, there's a good chance their body's going to shoot for a gigantic chunk of oxygen to survive and live. You don't leave a plastic bag over someone's face that you're going to try to resuscitate <coughs> them from. And that's exactly what the fuck he did. And then Not did to it, mention, what is it? When you use defibrillators, what are you putting that on or around? The, the human heart. heart. Yeah. He just stabbed his fucking sister in the fucking heart. Even if he resuscitates her, as soon as he pulls that out, she's fucking dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, this guy's the most useless person. <laughs> Not to mention, if he did stab that shit, that wouldn't she have a... Oh, no. Would it, I was, she would have been bleeding. So remember when she there would goes, have been holes in her fucking dress when exactly. she does come back. So that's what I'm saying is remember when she is when he when we believe that she is no longer possessed because she goes back to perfect form. 
She go about she goes to pre demon yep. form. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so because my... she officially died and so the demon is now out of her. Correct. So when he fucking stabs her, my brain is trying to say like when she was post demon form, he stabbed the living. She should, she should be. She should fucking be bleeding to death. Well, yeah. Grant, uh, and not to mention also having yes a fucking no. puncture in her heart. Yes and no. He pulled dead, it out. Dead bodies don't bleed. Uh, right, because there's no heart pumping. Blood yeah, but pumping. she came back to life. Supposedly. Then there should have been blood after that. Unless right. she actually was still a demon. But I think they covered right. that up pretty well in the f- sequence that follows. So Which, there was plenty of blood. <laughs> we'll touch on that here in a second. Oh my god, yes. Gertu- so, like, I wrote gratuitous as fuck. Like, so when she, he's walking towards the cabin, upset that he couldn't fucking reset, revive his fucking sister, and then you just hear the David from behind. That's the first time it feels like brother and sister. Yeah. Like true brother and sister who love each other. Well, it's because he's not distracted by the dude. <laughs> I don't know, though. Think about it, though. True or the bro- fake girlfriend. True brothers and sisters, depending on the family you're in, do truly want to kill each other. Oh, this is very So maybe statement. they have been trying to... They've been brother and sister the whole time. I wonder how many people's fantasies this lived out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seeing this motherfucker do this should take a chance. We're going to get there. So I guess I, I can add that comment when we get to that part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> So they have their little embrace, little embrace. They go back into the cabin to grab their stuff and leave. At this time, out of the, we all knew it was fucking coming. David takes. I'm not sure exactly. They don't really focus on what stabbed him in the fucking throat, but that was a nice blood effect, like the squirting and everything. Because the razor blade or the box cutter. I forgot about talking about that. That was. Fucking disgusting. It was terrifying, when wasn't it? When she's cutting her tongue in fucking half. Oh, my God. Oh, you you cringed on that part. I watched you. You that well, how, you Don't talk about him cringing. How many times did you jump like a little bitch? I <laughs> jump scared three times, and then I relaxed my body, and it stopped. But you're absolutely correct. I jumped like a bitch in three fucking parts. And one of them I shouldn't even have jumped. It was something gay. But the first, because I was so jacked up from the first two, uh, that's how they get you. They get you going. They get that adrenaline uh-huh. pumping. It's almost like how a comedian does like a bunch of really good jokes, and then he says kind of like a weaker one, but people still laugh. It's because they're still laughing from the first one. I was still jumpy. I was in post-jumpy jump mode. And so that last one, I'm making excuses. I jumped like a bitch, but I was fine the rest ones. Okay. But yes, so we did cringe. That scene hurt me like a son of a bitch. So that dude's back. Fourth, like I said in the... Forces fucking Mia out of the house, shoots the canister of gasoline, sacrificing himself, killing fucking Eric again, obviously, via fire. And the, I love how they the slow zoom with the hero shot on fucking David. And the last thing you see is his eyes open to the fucking demon's eyes. So you yes. know that the demon got his fifth soul. Correct. Which causes the blood rain. Yes, and I love that whole fucking sequence, just the amount of blood coming down. The blood rain is probably one of the dopest things I've seen in a movie. So when the abomination comes out. Yes. I love that entire sequence. Kind of like in Hellraiser 2. Yeah. Not number two, but as well. Like when she's going through the fucking, uh, I think it's in the woodshed, uh, and the machete keeps coming through. Yes. I, the, the next few sequences hit, to hurt me. me that hurt is me. the one that like, hurt me. Right most. through the fucking knee. Oh my god. Oh my 
God. That knee <laughs> one, to, that is the one that I cringed the most in this whole movie was that knee one. Mm. And the, that would hurt. Oh, my God, I felt it. The sound effects, the fucking, just the normal effects, I felt that shit slice right over my goddamn Oh, face. fuck yeah. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> tight. <coughs> but during this entire sequence, it's no longer daytime, obviously, so there, you don't really see the fog that much in the background. Okay. Hidden by the rain. <clears throat> but it's still exquisitely fucking lit. It yeah. looks fucking beautiful. Yeah. How they have the the light set to reflect off the blood. Not just the blood coming down, but the blood that's on Mia, on the fucking abomination. Mm. What would you guys think about how they All of that? your... I want to answer your question, but all of your talk right now about lighting and, and camera angles reminds me where they forte the most is when she is going towards the blonde chick who just fell down into the attic and she's slowly walking towards her and before she before she starts licking her leg and almost to her pussy remember that part uh, the camera angle for that where you can kind of see here and you can't see her <laughs> sorry right I'm, I'm still trying to figure how you fall down into an attic <laughs> uh, she oh my god did i say attic basement my bad this you fell up the attic <laughs> Oh my god, Black Christmas, get fucked. <laughs> Reverse gravity. Black Christmas, he fell up into that attic. I don't know how the hell he gets up in there. The stairs, the ladder. Um, no, it was the hook that went into his neck. <laughs> um, so, yes, she fell into the basement, not the attic. I'm an asshole, I get that. Um, or you're the asshole for calling me out. I'm not sure which. Yeah, we're both assholes. I'm cool with that. And um, the lighting in that scene is what keeps yeah. triggering me based off of your excitement of this scene for yeah, you. That it, scene did that for Everything's me. fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like, from start to finish. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> before I describe this scene that this question refers, do you think they used too much blood in the climax of this movie? No. We've no. seen Tokyo Gore. <laughs> we, Was she finally, after like getting trapped under the fucking Jeep, Trying to roll away, and the abomination pushes the jeep onto her fucking hand, and she has to. Like, I don't know what it would fucking take. I, if I was in that situation, just fucking take me. Just fucking kill me. I'm not gonna rip my own fucking hand off. If I uh, go ahead, if I cut your legs off, though, I got a great chance, right? I mean, hands down. It's symbolism for her cutting her habit. Oh, because <laughs> her habit was her Achilles heel. She's she like, I've been a bitch for way too long. I deserve to lose a mm -hmm. hand. That's right. And honestly, and she a chainsaw. speaking of that scene, that pull was gruesome, right? That pulling that oh, hand yeah, 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 yeah. from underneath that Jeep. And, and to be truthfully honest, if that cocksucker had the upper body strength to lift that fucking Jeep, he could have just chucked his ass. He could have just fucking gripped his ass and just launched himself at this bitch's neck and just like got her in the back or found an artery and got that yeah. shit. He could have ended this like a king, but he died like a bitch. But I like the fact that it takes the hand off. Another great homage to Evil Dead mm -hmm, too. Mm -hmm. And then the fucking shoving she, that bitch into the chainsaw yes, was it looks wonderful. Like, yes, yes. And then the most gruesome scene, <laughs> and they do not cut away from like they hold on those scenes of her cutting through that fucker. Yeah, a long fucking time, mm -hmm. and. 
I tried to find it. I couldn't find a number. I wanted to know how much gallons of blood were used I, in this movie. Yeah. I know this far surpasses fucking Dead Alive. You think? Oh, fuck yes. No, bro. I, with just the amount of fucking... With the rain? Um, Give me a break. But the, the end scene with the mom... And the fucking the popping of all the all that blood coming out of the or I get I still think that, with the amount of rain that's constantly coming down that's probably true <laughs> yeah that is gallons yeah of um, touche so kills the fucking abomination beautifully could have done without the symbol symbolism of the sinking back into the earth going back to hell though yeah supposedly. I get that supposedly. Exactly. That's the reason why I'm saying that. Um, Which makes that to, scene really confusing. Yes. Yeah. The, the ending of this movie is really confusing. It's, it's very, all trickery. Yeah. So she wakes up, she's walking down the fucking street, falls down, truck's pulling up, elderly guy comes out, who was supposed to originally be played by Bruce Campbell, um, Gets her into his truck, and then the last shot is the camera kind of turns to give a sideways view of her face, and her eyes open like she's still possessed by something like. But normalized, not demonized. Normalized, not yeah. demonized. Uh, like this could be a continuation. Mm-hmm. Then the credits roll again, and. But does the zoom in of the Necronomicon happen before or after that? Her before, zoom into the eyes, right after, right. like right after the fucking abomination. Uh, sinks into the earth. Which also would hint towards the idea or concept behind behind a second one, a sequel. Right? If the Necronomicon yeah. opens up all like that and flips a book and they zoom in, the pan and all that shit leads to me as being a viewer the idea or concept behind. Yeah. Um, in the last shot we get I wish in the version that we watched today had the real fucking ending. It's just Bruce Campbell turning, looking at the camera saying groovy. Yeah. Um, the original one was after she leaves, after the truck guy picks her up, you see feet walking into the cabin. You notice the tannish brown pants. Slowly pans up as he picks up the character, picks up the chainsaw. As we get full view back, we all know who it is from the back, back view of him because he's got a very familiar fucking silhouette right turns around with a chainsaw on his hand then he says groovy that would be <laughs> i kind of want to see that one it, I'll it's on youtube yeah um now the reason why those shots are in the very tail end of the movie mm-hmm. goes into what started talking about in the kitchen about people being so pissed off that they were remaking this movie bruce campbell was one of them Bruce Campbell was adamantly against this fucking movie until he, like, it was about two months before they started production on the movie. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Fetty Alvarez asked him for a sit down, showed him the script, and when Campbell realized it's a completely different movie, there's no Ash, it's all new characters, nobody's right. replacing him. Mm-hmm. That's when he came on board and threw additional money. Um, became movie, a producer. Became a producer. That's yeah. when he got fully behind this film. Yeah. He was pissed off because they thought they were trying to replace him. He's like, right. 
No, and I Nash. agree, nobody else could play fucking Ash. No, nobody no, could no. play fucking Ash. Not a, another human being on no. the planet. <laughs> so, and that was my biggest fear when I first heard about this movie. I'm like, you cannot replace fucking Bruce Campbell. Right. So when the cast list came out, I'm like, okay. When I saw the fucking douchebag brother, I'm like, oh god, that's the new fucking Ash. Yeah. And when they released the character names, I'm like, okay, at least it's not Ash. <laughs> I'm like, I'll go see it now in the fucking theater. But did they even? All the names were different, right? There was no. There Ash. was no repeat characters right. at names all. There was no Linda, so. nothing. Mm-hmm. Nope. So, <laughs> but the fucking car was in there. I love that you fucking noticed that. I love that Sam Raimi's car. It's in every single film he does, or he yep. touches. It's in everything. And we'll talk about that again next week. See if you can spot it in that one. Oh, I will. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll for sure find it. So now that we've covered the entirety of the 2013, what do you guys honestly think, start to finish, about this movie? It's a good overall just horror movie. Yeah. yeah. It's it's an amazing definition of what 2010 can do with practical effects, minor special effects, and probably sounds like a sexy budget, and somebody who has the mind and vision to take those tools and make it bitchin'. It overall, yes, it was it was a killer ass horror film. Um I think it's definitely worth watching on, on Halloween times. For fucking sure, man. Oh, yeah. You I take lo- your lady to this shit, she will grab onto your dick. I love this fucking movie. Um, since you started to bring it up, <clears throat> what do you guys think the budget was and what do you think the box office gross was upon its release? I don't know. They probably spent like $10 million. And how much do you think it made back? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe. I'll say I made a profit. Okay, let's see here. Army of Darkness got a budget of eleven million, right? Thirteen or eleven? Thirteen. Thirteen. That had Universal behind them. Okay, Universal. And remember, behind the it. studio behind this was Sam Raimi's. And well, it was Universal. So that French guy that gave him that money, he was from Universal. That gave Raimi all the they money went, because like, the French Stephen that King gave him all the money went to Universal to get oh, the money. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so that was Universal backing. This is Ghost House? Skull? What, what, who fucking? Ghost House, okay. which is Sam Raimi's production company. It's okay. not a studio. There was no studio that put any money into this movie. I'm just trying to think how rich. Right? Well, no, Bruce Campbell threw money down too, right? So a producer somewhere. There was a amazing. total of three main producers on this movie. I'm going to say $15 million. Or is that, I don't know, I'm going to say 15 million and box office. 20. Okay. You were the closest on the budget. This had a $17 million budget. Okay. This movie made $97.5 million. Jeez. The highest grossing resident, or resident evil, evil dead (laughs) movie ever fucking made. Even wow. with the new one? Even, well, actually, I haven't looked at that one yet, so I'm not going to yeah, say ever made. can't check those numbers yet. Ever made to the time that this movie came out. That I can say. Motherfucker. I feel like this new one did pretty well. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things. I, I know a lot of people who aren't even horror fans who saw the new one. 
I don't want to say anything about that right now because I know ruin the question for next week. But yeah, just Uh, leaving the question there. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm not providing an incentive. That's a hell of a ninety million dollar profit. Yeah, that's a good comeback. That's uh, ninety million. So Bruce Campbell bought himself another beach house. And now that money, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so that's that's where my my question, that's where my brain went is, when you make profit in a film, who does the money go to? The producers. And then the producers, if they choose, can distribute that money amongst the rest of the staff if they. No. No, no they just get paid. The staff either like, they got paid with like the contract. Your crew that, gets what you got hired on. For. Okay. Actors yeah, depends on what million. they contract. Profit you, means everything after. You can get certain amount. Oh, I want a percentage of box office. Yeah, you can get a certain amount of box office grosses before you <clears> take <throat> it out. Right. But what you want to do, for especially for a highly successful fucking movie, mm-hmm. is you want to ask for royalties. Yes, which is what the whole strike is about right now because Netflix doesn't offer royalties or any of the streaming services, right? Mm-hmm. So that goes hand in hand with fucking current times well it's not even netflix it's just netflix keeps claiming which they're not wrong they don't make enough money to pay royalties it's not like dvd sales where you used to make bank yeah i heard hbo makes way fucking more and has way less um oh hbo makes a shit ton of fucking money (laughs) yeah but But people that are cable with less users though than netflix because hbo owns i imagine rights to fuck tons of stuff and because but you have to understand is that number also goes into all the people that subscribe to HBO on their cable and satellite TVs, not just the on-demand shit. Yeah, HBO makes a book of money from cable. Oh, because they've been a paid channel, paid cable. cable channel for a minute. Netflix yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. paid $10 a month for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Netflix is, I think... T- Almost twenty bucks now. I don't think more. Netflix has ever been profitable. I think they're almost twenty bucks. I think so. And yeah, uh, I want to say maybe just recently they I don't know. Well, dude, I saw the fucking Netflix compound when Kristen and I went to uh, California to go to Universal Studios. And dude, we walked. Their studio is huge. We walked down to it. It's fucking massive, and like they've got their own theater. Um, they've got this dope ass like gigantic window that has their like the Netflix like background thing and it changes and it's all colorful and shit. It's all tight. And then they have what looks like to be an apartment, which looks like it's connected to this like like I said, they've got a courtyard. So I wonder if their staff stays in those what looks to be and that's a, because it looked like to be apartments and then also office buildings right across the street from it and then across from not across the street from across the walkway and then across from that was their their Big ass um, okay. theater. It was tight, man. They I th- they have to have some kind of money if they can yeah. afford shit like so, that. Side tangent. <clears> yeah. <throat> I was going to ask you last night, but I forgot to. When you went there, one, did you see Warner Brothers Studios? I saw the lot. Okay. Yeah. And when you were at Universal, did you guys take the backlot tour? We did. What did you think of that? They've, it's all different now. Um, it, it changes every fucking. Depends on what movies are being made. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> well, it was um, King Kong and the Fast and the Furious. And Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Jaws still there? Uh, the old school, straight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we we watched, I missed the original King Kong. 
Yeah, I do too. It's a big fucking monkey, and it gave off all that heat from mm-hmm. the fire coming off yeah. of it. And yeah. That was terrifying as a little kid. I was fucking straight up scared. Uh, I also hate rides, so and as a child, no, forget about it. Um, but we did. We, yeah, so that was the side. We did. We did everything. Cool. We fucking touched it all. Recommendations and uh, rankings. Um. In all, even though I only jumped out of three, in all there's probably ten, or maybe a dozen jump scares out of all of it, and they're not really that bad. They're just like, holy shit, what the fuck? Um, this movie, if I'm trying to recommend it to somebody, I a thousand percent recommend it to anybody who is like a legitimate horror fan, not someone who's like dabbling. Like, oh, we've been listening to the podcast and we've been watching movies that you know we think like Texas Chainsaw, for example, or mm. Halloween or whatever. Those aren't scary, right? Those are just tight. Um, but but like this, this is this is eerie. It's creepy. It's gory. It's fucking scary. Um, it's it the, it flows nicely for being an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very well paced. It it really is um, because I because I'm a fan and because I've already seen it. I was feeling a little antsy because I wanted to get to the the end sequence for some reason. I was just I don't know. Um, because but, you remember that in your mind. Yeah, pretty much. So, but if but if you're just jumping into it. Give it a shot. Totally recommend it. Um, you want me to rank it? Oh, you did. You uh, said ten. Did I? Okay. <laughs> I might have just said ten out of ten. Yeah. That I. It's. If you want to re-rank it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Right. By all means. Because it it, it's not my favorite out of. And again, we agreed that Army of Darkness isn't in that. And when then we said that this is Evil Dead, but it's a, like a reimagining, if you will. Mm. But in, in regards to like the quote unquote evil dead association of this, Army of Darkness is still my favorite. Um I I I I truly believe in the Evil Dead franchise. This is a beautiful um nod to it. And they also did a lot of nods to a lot of other horror films, which was cool. Yeah, I'll stick with a ten. It's will I watch it again anytime soon? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Fair. That's um, fair. But yeah, it's it's. I'm, I'm gonna probably give it. I'm gonna give it an eight. That's kind of what I'm feeling more in my heart is an eight out of ten. Um, just because like my tens are shit that I know I'm gonna watch again. And Army of Darkness, I will probably watch before I watch this again. How about you, Jesse? Um, I'd recommend it to people who like genuine like scary movies. But uh, I can't forget the storyline. I'm gonna say seven out of ten. That's fair. That's fair. Like. Me, I highly recommend this movie. I don't know how many times I've fucking seen this movie and watched this movie. Um, saw it in theaters opening fucking day. The day it came out on Blu-ray and DVD, I was at fucking Best Buy fucking buying it. I highly fucking recommend it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and I, in the previous one, I mentioned that Evil Dead 2 is my favorite of 1, 2, and 3. Now that we've included a fourth film in the franchise, honestly, up to this point in the franchise, this is my favorite out of all four. Right. This is and my favorite out of well, it's the best. Whole... It's the best combination of the first two movies. Yes. It's got the seriousness of the first one, along with the semi-questionable storyline. <laughs> and it's got the fucking gore factor that the second one had. Right, but it's got shitty actors. I don't Except, think they're shitty actors. I, I think they're sh- like, shitty written characters. I think Eric was kind of a shitty actor, and I think that the douchey boyfriend that you think is going to be uh, Ash is—he, I think he's kind of a shitty actor. 
but I think that uh, anybody that was a demon, well, they I were. I can tell you this: every they, actor in this movie is better than the actors in that first one. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, that was just a fucking young. Maybe boy not with, David. Um, but David was bad. <laughs> yeah, again, David I, was just one of the worst characters. Yeah, the and ch- actors, and the one chick, the blonde one, didn't talk as much, and uh, she wasn't really—I don't know—the the the chick that hands down obviously is the one that gets Mia. She's the best mm-hmm. actress in the whole fucking thing, uh, in my opinion. Oh, I absolutely like, like her range of acting in this movie. Obviously, like, from human the, to uh, almost the other ones that human. get possessed, they don't get it stretch their acting muscle they do once they but once they become all fucking crazy they they're way better zombies than they are not zombies or demons yeah they're acting they got to show their skills through the transition when they go okay i suck as a a human actor now i'm going to become a demon and i'm actually going to become a good actor they're better actors not with dialogue being able to do like that and be crazy and fucking come up at someone that was all great acting right because you have to make it scary and believable. Mm-hmm. That was all beautiful acting. But their dialogue chops, so maybe that's where I'm wrong, and I'm right at the same time. They chose great actors for to portray demons, which was more theatrical and maybe not so much good actors who are good at lines. If that's a thing in acting, which probably not because you want to be good at everything, but if they're <laughs> like, look, you guys are maybe, you know, you're better at being able to tilt your body and twist it around in those movements than, like, let's say this actor who can't do that shit, but we need yeah. it, but he's great with lines. They're going to choose the fucker who can perform. Mm. It's a performing art, right? So they chose, so maybe that's what I'm saying is their their lines were weak and maybe it's that shitty writing. Maybe you're right there. But I think just overall, maybe their dialogue acting I thought sucked, but their performance was great. And the next question, I know we have a, another Evil Dead next week. Oh, yeah. Would you have liked to have seen a direct sequel to this particular movie? Yeah. I was hoping one yeah. was going to come out. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I saw the cliff or the, the their little hints towards it, I was like, yeah, I totally. And in, in, in a heartbeat, I'd go see a second one. Because, again, I, I like the movie. I, it's just not, I don't know, because you're a horror fan, right? I, I respect horror, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love it and I, and I respect it, but I'm not like a diehard fan as you. Yeah, that's cool. I, I'm a comedy guy. And that's I love, why I like and, my rankings on the horror flicks are a little higher than yours, yes. and your rankings on the others are mostly a little higher than mine. Mm-hmm. And this is demons and shit, right? I fucking love demons. Mm-hmm. That I 100%, right? Um, and they were well done. Um, for, they were great, but just, I don't know. It was a good movie, but just not my favorite. That's, that's fair. <laughs> um, anything anybody else else to say before we say our goodbyes um uh let's see here movie pit podcast at gmail.com um we're we're doing some changes we're kind of cleaning house and trying to make things better for everybody we're trimming down the lineup we're trimming down the lineup we're officially only a four piece now i don't know if i mentioned that we had six before but we well we're a trio tonight yeah we're, we're well, a trio we, tonight yeah. we allowed up to six before. yeah we we did um we encouraged it too and we realized that you kind of lose content with that many voices so we decided to shrink it down to four piece um up to we got some new hardware and shit we're just we're we're gonna do some new stuff um i think that i'm willing to start finding a way for us to do social media shit um but yeah so i know we were on hiatus for a little bit sorry about that but we're back 
and we're and we're gonna fucking yeah, rock and roll with we're this fucking shit. pumped we got lots of ideas that are coming out um we're gonna have some shit for you um so next week we're doing evil dead rise yes from 2023 mm-hmm, which i have not seen yet and I, been, I actually kind of like that you haven't yeah seen that one i've been real jewy about watching fucking trailers about it too um so i really have no expectation i've seen a couple that i i was like okay this looks i want it looks tight. I'll give you that. I, I want to see it. I'm looking forward to it. So that's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you for if you've still been listening or if you're new to us, welcome. Thank you. Um, thanks for the downloads. Keep them coming. Um, if you guys have requests or comments or want to fact check us, please. Again, like I said, moviepitpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, go watch a horror film. Watch something funny. Something maybe that's going to make you cry or something that's going to teach you. Do not give a fuck. Just go watch something. Talk to people about that shit. And we will catch you next time. Uh, movie podcast at uh, gmail.com. Movie pit podcast at gmail.com. All right. He got it for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Till next time. Yeah. I want to thank, as always, the two of you for sitting down and bantering for mo- about movies for a couple of hours. A little bit about not about movies. But always enjoy talking about these movies with you guys. All the listeners out there, thank you for enjoying our banter. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Yeah, there's going to be way more content for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We love fucking doing this. And like I said, we have one more Evil Dead movie coming up. Then we're going to do... I'm not going to announce what movies they are yet. We're going to do three weeks of science fiction. Fuck yes. And then we're jumping into... Uh, spooky season um, and I'm pumped for spooky season yeah, we're going to have an interesting lineup for this one this year um, I think we pretty much iron out what we're going to do this year oh, yeah. it's pumpkin spice season yeah I'll be wearing my boots with yeah. the fur my Uggs you dressed up as Ken <laughs> you man hey man. no I haven't seen it though but a Mojo Jojo Casa House. Right. <laughs> this goes without saying. We all appreciate all your listens, all your downloads. Um, as always, till next time, please. Thank you for listening to this, the Movie Pit Movie Radio. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts. May not reflect the views of RJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.